Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back Bold with the you say. We bring the heat. We're back with another episode. This week we talked about Twitter. Just checking in on Twitter, seeing how it's doing. How you doing, Elon? Uh, yeah. Sheep it's sort of quit. a backdoor sequel to our segment checking in on Elon Musk from the end of August. Indeed. Indeed. Things are not going well for either of them, are they? <laughs> no. Elon Musk bring him he, he said he was going to bring back free speech turns out that speech is going to cost you it's going to cost you yeah exactly eight dollars per month turns it's out 799 um, speech turns out um free is the antithesis of eight dollars turns out unbridled free speech including slurs death threats and misinformation is not exactly compatible with an advertiser friendly platform we also talked about the movie nope gave our thoughts on that talked about the themes man and dialogue and the messages and the philosophy bro yeah man so watch that if you haven't seen it yet also uh since this is post midterms i can say to anyone who has been ignoring the news democrats did okay oh yeah by the way anyone that voted in the midterms thank you good job if you didn't vote fuck you turns out we didn't need you anyway yeah who needs you go to canada stop voting yeah for legal reasons that's a joke and you should continue to vote no please vote yeah Yeah, um should we love you. Vote by mail. It's fun. Yeah. Not by female though. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're we're living uh pre nineteen what was it, like nineteen eighteen? Nineteen twenty one. Nineteen twenty one. Yeah. Just over a hundred years old. I don't want women's suffrage. I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to suffer either <laughs> under the I don't want them to suffer under the weight of their decision. <laughs> anyway. There are timestamps in the description, so you can skip around if you want. Uh, this is probably going to end up being an incredibly long episode, so the timestamps yes. are your friend if you don't want to yes. spend hours of your life listening. Yeah. Yeah. So do it if you want. Without further ado, I yeah, mean, not that we had much ado to begin with, but without any more of that, let's just jump into I it. I would place, I want to place a lot of my energy to push against the world, our planet, to go vertically, and in the place where I my trajectory, trajectory leads me, I want to be. So before you before we start, can you just brief me on what you know about the whole Twitter situation? Yeah, so so from like the beginning, I can do a quick from the beginning to where we are at now. Well, we already covered um so, we already covered I, like Elon Musk like the initial like purchase. We already talked about, you know, it was like before it like actually happened, we talked about what was going to happen and our, you know, general so, predictions and we got the setup so, for it. Here's here's what happened. One day, like a year ago or something, I don't fucking know. Elon Musk was like, "Yo, I want to buy Twitter." And then the CEOs of Twitter were like, "Yeah, sure." And so he was like, "Fuck, really?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, buy it." Yeah. And yeah, and he bid and, um what came out to 5420 haha per share. When right. the when the um, value of the of each share was like I want to say like in the 30s or 40s of dollars. Yeah. Offered well um, above market value right um and so then that happened and then they give him information about twitter because obviously he went into this thinking he knew everything because he's elon musk of course and uh he was like oh this bot situation is a lot more difficult than i thought instead of saying you know i made a, a miscalculation here i thought this bot thing would be easy to fix but it's not 
can we figure out a different deal? He said, you guys lied about Twitter. The bot situation is a lot worse than it actually than you presented it to be. And this was after he waived his rights to due diligence. Right. You're like, like I, don't, I don't care. I'll just buy it. Right. I'll buy it as right. is. Also, exactly. Um, about the bots. The like the reason that he like <clears throat> that he publicly campaigned on like to buy Twitter was the bots. Like that was a big part of yeah. it. It was like to stop the like bots. free speech and bots were like two of like the pillars of his reasoning for buying Twitter. Because well, there's because like- bots are such a problem on the platform. We need some kind of system to verify that we're talking to real people. And then well, he was and then he put up the money and. It was like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, bots are an issue on the platform and, you know, people want a way to verify if you're talking to a real person. And he was like, shit, really? Like, I actually have to deal with that? Y- yeah, turns out. Um, so anyway, instead I of, was just uh, trying to lie to everyone. Instead of having some humility and being like, you know what? I miscalculated, actually. Can we figure something else out instead of me being a pompous dick? Uh, yeah. They're like, no, no, you already agreed to this. You s- waived your rights I- in terms right. of complete transparency and due diligence. Well, Twitter um, has like, I mean, we, we talked about it last time, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't listened to our episode from like the end of August, I think about the setup for this, checking in on Elon Musk, listen to that. It aged very well, but um, what was, what was I going to say? What were, did it actually, though, are you being sarcastic? No, it did. did it, it, it did age? age very well. That segment. That's great. I'm happy Incredibly to know Incredibly well. I'm happy to know that our opinions on the matter <laughs> were actually like brought to fruition. Oh yeah. Let's just not talk about nuclear war then. <laughs> yeah. No, the thing is, like, like you know, that segment aging well. Like, you could read it as like, oh, we're such great political minds, but really, we were just saying the obvious natural conclusion to what was happening. But Wait, what was, I, what was our points? What did we say? I've, this is a while ago. Well, one thing that, that I it was brought just gonna up. going to be shitty? One and thing. And there's like, no way. We can go, go into more detail on it later, but the big points yeah. were uh, I brought up that, you know, the whole free speech thing isn't really about free speech. It's about, you know, he, he just wants to own the platform. He wants to control all of public discourse. Oh, and, yeah. That's just obvious. Like, he just, okay. I see what like, you mean. Like, the people that are, like, com- like, rallying for free speech, quote unquote. Uh, they just want to say slurs. More on that later. But I, I forget what I was gonna. I forget what I was gonna go on about before I mentioned that the uh, episode aged very well. Hmm. We mentioned the bots. Um, Called himself t- Chief Twit, which I actually think is funny. That's I like. That's the only thing of this deal that I agree I, with. I heard him being called that, and I thought it was like an insult that other people gave him. But if he gave himself that title, instantly way less funny. I think it's funny just because of how true it is. It is true, and it would be fun if, like, it would be funny if it wasn't him calling himself that. You know, like dramatic irony, where like you know something the character doesn't know. It feels yeah. like that, but it, real. It really. It's not a character. It's Elon Musk. Well, someone, someone like compared him to like if it was like if michael scott ran twitter and like i (laughs) yeah but at least michael scott's funny yeah you know at least he has some semblance of like courtesy and at least he tries to be nice to people at least what he does comes from a good place at least he's cute you know 
But at least Elon he's Musk Steve Carell. Being a dick. At least he's Steve Carell. At least he's the 42 year old virgin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish Elon Musk was the 30, 42 year old virgin. He just keeps fucking and making people and then not giving a shit about them. And like, it's actually, like his some of his favorite thing to are do. like, some of his kids are like, yeah, fuck you, dad. You're an asshole. Yeah, he has one kid that's trans and he like. Mm-hmm. Disown. Well, I won't. I won't say disown because I don't think there was some grand like you're not my kid anymore kind of thing. He just kind of yeah. like cut off. Emancipated this kid. himself from his dad. Yeah, the kid was. Wait, so was, wait, transitioned from female to male or male to female? I don't remember. I, okay. I well, want to say, say female I'll to male, use, but I'm gonna I, use gender neutral pronouns then because I don't yeah, know. I, I would hate to I don't remember an ignorance call him the wrong thing. But but yeah, apparently I mean, Elon Musk is like very much not supportive if you could not guess from everything about what? him elon musk no like he's not supportive like on the baseline but he's also like transphobic did you know that grimes is dating a transgendered person um yeah chelsea manning right or is that another yeah, one of uh that's it that's yeah. that's the person um which that's awesome uh, uh, on top of being like a badass person um, well, that just makes me wonder what Grimes's type is. Yeah, I yeah. What is what is Grimes... the overlap between Elon Musk, like you know, real life Tony Stark, but only the bad stuff, and like war hero Chelsea Manning, like intelligence hero Chelsea Manning. Mm-hmm. Like, what's I, the I overlap no there? Idea. What what do you see was... in one of them that you see in the other? I don't think there was necessarily like an overlap as much as there was a metamorphosis on Grimes' part. Yeah, just like let's you know try I mean? something wildly different. You're a billionaire. The last and one I'm, didn't work out. Yeah, you know, she's like you're a billionaire, and I'm uh, a famous pop star from Canada. Um, that's all I know about Grimes, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Uh, let's change the world, and he's just like, yeah, I'm a Republican now, and I'm gonna make donations to the Republican yeah. National Convention, and she's I'm just like... extremely he, hateful. I actually hate every... a lot of people that aren't me. And she was just like, okay, we had a, two children, um, I love them, but I don't love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not a good guy, Elon Musk. They're still legally married, too. Are they? Yeah, they're still legally married. He's getting cucked. <laughs> that's great. That's, that could look. That I've could seen people it. jokingly say like that's the reason why he's going off the deep end. You know, people are saying it as a joke, but like maybe. Listen, copium's a real thing. Yeah, copium's Dude, people real, do guys. weird shit when they're trying not to age and they get cucked. Yeah, he's like, like those two things something. separately will make you do wild shit together. Yeah. It just compounds. Yeah. Remember the time where, like, this is what I liked about Elon Musk to begin with, right? And past tense liked about him. Um, he would make up crazy fucking ideas that would work that were like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like making a flamethrower, right? Yeah. And calling um, it not a flamethrower. I thought that was cute. I thought that was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see yeah. what you did there. No one really got hurt unless they used the flamethrower on someone else. But also, unless, yeah, no one got hurt it, unless they used the product for its intended purpose. But also, it was just a roofing torch. Like, let's oh. not, let's not like say like, oh, he re-engineered flamethrower technology. No, right. it, was yeah. a, it was a fucking roofing torch. It was a publicity. Which you stunt. could use. You could still use that. It is. I'm. Like, I guess that does 
the 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 product name does hold up. It is not a flamethrower. It is. I mean, by definition, no, it's, it's not a flamethrower. It, it is so, legally not a flamethrower. It's a roofing torch. Um, <laughs> which so that's what, it that's feels less thought. badass. That's when I thought he was pretty cool. I was like, okay, that's when it, it hit its 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 what's the word? Um, when you're looking at a like graph, the, the it, climax, the apogee, the peak. the the peak. That's when I thought he was like, oh yeah, Elon Musk, I like him. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah. Eh. I, I think like in middle school when I didn't really know much about him, I was like, oh cool, you know, electric cars, tunnels. I guess I don't, you know. Well, like cool I stuff or whatever. Time, like I, I thought it was cute where... that he did like Twitter memes, but yeah now it just feels obnoxious now it seems pandering now knowing who he is like it Mm -hmm. really feels like he's just trying desperately to be like relatable right um but like i remember in middle school like waking up in the morning and watching the news with my parents and like they'd be like hey look what elon musk did yesterday and it was like oh he made the first steps in making the falcon 9 and it right. it can take off and it can land and that's something that no private company thought could ever be possible yeah to do well yeah, yeah um, you know all just these like ventures that he does with his with his companies like when you like first hear about them like if you're like you know a middle schooler like we were it's like oh yeah you know what a tunnel that connects these you know two points on the map instead it's of going an, through traffic it's, it's a loop underground motherfucker don't ooh, like okay when you're when you're impressive. first hearing about it when you know nothing about it it's like oh yeah you know he's launching a rocket and he's building a tunnel or whatever you know it's cool then you hear about it and it turns out the whole hyperloop thing was just so he could defund public transport like the city was gonna like put put more money into like public transport, you know, like busing and stuff. Then he was like, "No, it's okay, guys. We don't need more buses. I'll just build this thing." Then he didn't build it. You know what we should just do? Okay, and I hate to be like, "Do what Disney's doing," but it's I actually think it's a decent idea. Fucking loft system, a system of lofts. What, They're cheap. What? It, what is lo- lofts like, like know, apartments? Um, no lofts like um. Maybe it's not. I maybe I have the wrong word here monorails um no uh you know like uh uh skiing chairlifts but like it's a room it's like a little it's like a little container oh yeah and it carries you it's like a people mover like uh yeah it carries you yeah yeah the people mover yeah but the thing is the monorails are like kind of expensive to keep up yeah and they're noisy i think it's like basically a shittier version of a train yeah where i'm gonna look it up uh, you can keep going, but there's a YouTube channel that talks about this kind of stuff that I want to plug. Right. And um, I, I just think a loft system works because it's quiet. Um, you can get a lot of fresh air and it's not like difficult to keep the volume of, of air that's around you like warm and comfortable. Um, it doesn't require a lot of new technology. It's kind of like it, it, like we have the technology. We have everything we need to do it. Yeah. Um, the only issue is it's a little slow. Yeah. But like, what would you would you rather have a slightly longer journey that's actually sl- more enjoyable, right. that's quiet and peaceful over a, a marginally faster train ride that's right, well, noisy and crowded? Yeah, that's why I'm really hoping that they finish that uh, train that they've been talking about, like the rail, uh, you know, line running from a uh, Ann Arbor to Traverse City. 
Yeah, like they've been talking be awesome. about that for a couple of years now, and I want for them sure. to actually do it because right. for me, it's about a four hour drive to visit home. You yeah. know, I'd rather even if it's like double the time, even if it takes like eight right. hours, I'd rather spend eight hours like just sitting, sitting not having to, take, to pilot like, the thing that I'm in. You know, right. I'd rather have you know, some time to like read or listen to stuff or whatever without worrying about traffic or driving or getting into an accident. Like well, I'd rather right. have more time and, you know, spend it better than have less time, mm-hmm. but be constantly like the whole time, you know, if I'm being honest, if I had infinite resources to do what I wanted, I mean, not infinite resources, but like if I had enough money to do this, I would practically I, infinite resources. If I had practically infinite resources, I would just become a pilot, like get my personal private like pilot's license and just get a little Cessna that I can fly from Marquette to Travers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do like, what Bill Bird did. Would, get a helicopter. Get a hell. Fuck it. Get a helicopter and just fly that because, you know, like air travel, you know, like air travel is actually substantially safer than driving. Yeah. It's like Superman says it's statistically the safest way to travel. St- okay. But statistic. Yeah. But like, but let's just say when it goes wrong, shit goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but like it, part of it is the fact that they have like really good and streamlined systems to keep air traffic under control, mm-hmm. and it's just be- I love the system. I just think it's beautiful. Anyway, right? Well, I've been in I've been in multiple car accidents, zero plane crashes. Right, but like if it's a Cessna, the engine goes out. Like, let's be honest, we're not in a time of war, so like, what's gonna rip your wing off? Yeah, you know. Maybe a bird, but it had to be a pretty big bird. Mutated bird. It, it would have to be big bird from Sesame Street. Let's just You'd say. have to hit um, a person in a bird costume. In a, co- in a bird costume or another plane at that point. Um, it would take which, an act again, of God to bring that thing down. A- May I also point out, ATF has that under control too, where they're like, hey, there's another plane coming up next to you. Fucking change your, your fucking whatever. Go yeah. lower. Go higher. Go to the left a little bit and you follow their directions and you're good. Right. Um, Anyway, so if I had resources, I would just get a plane and fly it myself. Yeah. Um, And if I wasn't feeling good, I would just hire someone to fly it. um, My old band teacher uh, who retired when I was like in the eighth grade, um, I don't he's probably finished it by now, but he was building a plane. Yeah, they're not like. That's the thing. People always assume that like aerospace stuff is out of like you have to have a PhD to make a plane. No, you can you get don't. a kit. You can get a fucking plane kit. But the thing is, the thing that's the bitch is like getting everything um, registered and getting all the legal stuff kind of in order and then going to the the separate yeah. government. And you take it out to fly it and your army liaison buddy calls and he's like, hey, we we got a we got a bogey on our seven. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, oh, wow, that's crazy. He's like, hey, what's all that noise? Oh, I'm uh, I'm out uh, driving. I'm going for a run. Jogging. Jogging for a jog. Um, On the car. But I thought you said you were driving. I was uh, driving uh, to jogging. Driving to jogging, and then I, you know, then they try to shoot like, you down, and then yeah. you know you you accidentally bust up one of their wings, then mm-hmm. the then the pilot falls, and you have to you know go and catch him because their parachute doesn't yeah. open. Yeah. It's a whole yeah. thing. Um, and in like a very perfect scenario where I have infinite resources, I would just buy uh like an old eighties like F F sixteen like 
fighter jet, take out all the munitions, use it for cargo stuff, so I can just like bring my clothes with me with me. Yeah. Right. And just like if I had to go from like New York to California really quickly, I would just do that in like two hours. Wow. If I had infinite resources, I think I would uh, first I would wish for three more wishes, and then I would do world peace. So you know. Not to say I'm better than you, but I am. I said I didn't ask for wishes, Alex. I wasn't like <laughs> I, I would get three wishes, more wishes, and saying, then I would wish for world peace. I was just saying, if I found myself in a situation, like if I win the lottery, and they're like, "Congrats, you won a billion dollars, half of which we're taking for ca- taxes, but you have five hundred million dollars." Yeah, um, which is fair, by the way. Which is a good amount of money. Which is fair, okay? It is like, the lottery. I don't get why people complain. Like, oh, listen, it's not even worth it to win the lottery because they take so much out in taxes. Like, buddy, you're still getting half a billion dollars. Putting a bunch into the stock market, and then I'm buying my parents a house with some taxes kind of put aside so they can afford the taxes. Yeah, and then yeah, that's what fucks people up. Well, and then I'm going to just try to like either make my own business or find a job and then just work that job and use the money that I have to pay for like rent. So I don't have to worry about rent. Yeah, I'd I'd start a foundation. I don't know what else I would do. I I start a foundation to help autistic dogs. It would be the I live off of this foundation. Not to imply there's anything wrong with doing that. If you do that, I think you are a good person. Look straight up. I, I could sit here and say, yeah, if I had a bunch of money, I'd like I'd help people and I'd uh, and I'd pay for uh, stuff. But no, first I would I would set it up so I have an infinite money supply to live off of nothing extravagant. Just I yeah. I do not want to worry about it again. Then let's be only honest, then would I think would about you, what I do for along. other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. If I get like a billion, like I don't know what the fuck to do with a billion dollars. I'm donating like most of that. And then keeping maybe 200 million to myself just for safety, just to be like, I want to live comfortably, though. Yeah, no. Yeah. Instead of donating it, then keeping the rest and whatever, I would first. All right. Step one. Keep it. And we will get to the Elon Musk Twitter thing. Step one. Step one. I keep all of it. Step two. I set up my own Clinton Foundation. Okay. I If they get to do political corruptness, I get to do it, too. Uh and then step three, whatever money I would have donated, uh, you know, whatever whatever charity I would have donated to, some of that foundation money goes goes to them. In the long run, it'll be better than a one time donation. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know what I, then I I live off I of do? the rest. I would just buy a bunch of land in California and then lobby the government to allow me to make a multi level um a multi level building that's like super high. And then make it all like apartment complexes that are cheap, cheap but good, mm-hmm. right? Like so you become money a landlord. Paying, hear me out. <laughs> for the it's cheap rent. Daring today, aren't let's we? Let's just say three hundred dollars a month, which is nothing. That money will be put toward like keeping up keep and stuff. But also, after a certain amount of time uh, of the person living there, they then own it. So like a like a rent to own or like a mortgage, just uh yeah. But it's not based on how much money you pay me. It's based on how much time you spend there, mm. like how long you were there. Mm. Okay, that sounds like dirty uh, socialist communism to me. But anyway, I, I, the last fuck the last you. thing I got that a I w- million. I got two hundred million dollars. Suck my millionaire penis. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right. The last thing that I'll I'll say before we get back to the Twitter thing. Um, so the the YouTube channel I mentioned earlier, Technology Connections, it's a great channel. I've probably talked about them before, but they have a couple of videos about you know. Well, they have one uh, called the story of Disney's People Mover in Texas. Um, and you know, he talks about like, you know, the minutia of it, what went wrong, what was good about it. And then roller coaster safety, how to manage too many trains at once. That's uh, another, you know, Disney thing. It's good. They have a lot of good videos. Um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like, well, they have one, a 36 minute video talking about coffee makers and just how yes. they work, different models. Dude, I fuck with that shit. Oh, look, I fuck with that shit look, hard. I, I realize, oh, like, you if me? you have never seen the how channel. How coffee makers work? Oh, dude, I'm already preying. Look, I don't know if you're fucking with me right now, okay? But I know no, I'm not. to an I outsider. I fuck out of that video. Anyone that's never watched that that this channel, that might sound, like, really boring. Like, why? What, how does that take 30 minutes? It's... It's a good video. Like, dude, you know how much chemistry style? goes into making a good cup of coffee? It's a lot. Dude, there's a, a lot, lot of, of shit, engineering man. that went into that. It's a lot of shit there, man. Yeah. But anyway, it's a great channel. Um, I, I love the the quality, the presentation value. Um, it kind of like it feels like a like a PBS program, you know, it's got mm-hmm. that vibe. Uh, I yeah. love the, the channel so much. Mm-hmm. Um, can we get um, can I, we get technology connections on the show? After yeah, Howard Dean. do that. Okay. After Howard Dean. I want to bring up one more point about the loft idea that I, <laughs> that I had. It obviously wouldn't work everywhere. Like, you can't have interstate loft systems. That just doesn't make sense. You're better off taking a train or car. Mm-hmm. But, like, in cities like Traverse City, like, the traffic in town is shit, yeah. man. It's we need bad. to bring back trolleys. I mean, but not all streets have the, have the room for that. Yeah, but we need to bring it back. But all you had to have to do for a loft system is build like a, a, a pole long enough. That's what she said, dude. I got a pole uh, long enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would go above like the skyline. So obviously, in like big cities with t- really tall buildings, that might not work. But in Traverse City, it would. Yeah. Um, and just have the lofts go over the buildings. It's yeah, fine. I mean that that's yeah. But think of it this way, though. Uh, then we would be less reliant on cars. We're already reliant on cars. I no, don't. No, no, no. Yeah, no. And then if you're we going did th- from being incredibly reliant to slightly less reliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the problem. See... We would be less reliant on cars. Suck my millionaire dick. <laughs> you don't understand. Become, that would be solving a problem. A we, we don't do that here. Ugh. Just because I think it would work, and then I would donate it to the city and say, "This is how you have to upkeep it." Um. This is how you have to do. This is how you should do everything. It listen. If it if you're worried about winter time, they already do this shit on ski ski hills. Like yeah. you're fine. They know how to do it. We know how we can do it. Ice build up down my might be an issue. So I don't know. Yeah, fucking let's. Um. Yeah, Howard Dean. If we can get you on the show, Howard Dean. Um, I still need to email him. <laughs> Um, uh, really i'm going to i swear to god yeah. i'm going to I, I think it'll sound better coming from you if you're like yeah i'm a i'm a, I'm a student i'm a i'm a, I'm a poli sci and communications major. major i don't know if you are but just say that you are even if no you are. i am okay actually though i i would fully endorse you lying to get howard dean on the show if you had to <laughs> um, fuck you just be like yeah I'm, okay. a, I'm a poli sci major and you know it's my dream 
to interview you, which you wouldn't have to lie about that part. Um, and then just be like, I've yeah, you had know, dreams about it. Yes. We want to pick, pick your brain about policy and then make uh, fun of you for like a good. And then we would spend the entire time talking about, yeah! hold on, hold on. Weird. Yeah! Spend the entire time talking about that. that. Dude, if he had one, like, I feel like it would have been decent. <laughs> yeah, he would have been a bit better than the person he was marginally. running against. Marginally. Of course, yeah. that's speculation, which is why I say marginally. But yeah. my point stands. That was the 2004 Democratic primary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the one where Al Gore was running or, uh, or was uh, that? No, that was 2000. 2004 was um, Kerry. John yeah, Kerry. John Kerry. Yeah. Not even a blip on the I, radar. I, I, do, gonna, I know nothing about John Kerry, and he ran for I don't president. Know he did. I want to point out something funny, which is that I was four when that was happening, and I just know off the top of my head that it was John Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how I know that. Dude, like, that was back when elections were boring. Like, that I, was back when, like, oh. Uh, I don't know what dude, John yeah. Kerry ran on. I don't know what his ideas are. Yeah. I, well, a lot of it on the Bush side was fear mongering about, like, 9 11 will happen again if I'm not reelected. Yeah, the, va- va- uh, thinly veiled threat. <laughs> like, hey, well, if, like, if I'm not I, elected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, if Cheney's not reelected. Yeah. Um, if, yeah, if the real president, Emperor Cheney, is not Emperor Cheney. <laughs> oh, I wanted, thank you for reminding me. Um, I'm, I, I kicked myself for not uh, bringing this up during our Fear Street review. But if you're familiar with the Fear Street franchise, uh, if you get your name written on the wall, you get like possessed by the devil until you die, and then the devil's like fucking done with you. Then you can be brought back in some circumstances, like with C. Berman and Sam, you know, in the first yeah. movie. Um, mm-hmm. Now it seems like but only if you're legally dead. Yes. Well, it, it seems like you know the the qualifier for if you're dead is if your heart stops. Now hear me so out. So you just have a heart attack. Right. Well, defibrillate someone. If you don't have a heartbeat, you're considered dead by the curse. Dick Cheney has a he has a pacemaker. He doesn't have a, a functioning heart. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a pulse. So what yeah, I'm saying that, is, could wait. Wh- what would happen if you no, wrote he Dick? Does, che- okay. Wait, Alex. Do you not know how a pacemaker works? Well, I don't know if he has a pacemaker or like what it is, but I, I I'm I'm fairly certain he like doesn't have a pulse. That's the part that I know. That okay. So. Here's the deal. The I, and I'm I'm not sure this was like a while ago. The only thing that I know of that can mechanically replace a heart is this like backpack sort of pump thing. I, I typed in does Dick Cheney. Well, I didn't even finish Cheney, but the first thing that comes up is does Dick Cheney have a pulse? That's the first <laughs> that's the first no! suggestion. Hold on. Yes, I it's true. Former Vice President Dick Cheney has no pulse. Several months ago, Cheney underwent surgery to have a mechanical pump implanted in his chest, which effectively took over the duties of his failing heart. So I don't know if it's a pacemaker or what, but he doesn't have a pulse. Oh, so, well, how about that? So what I, I was going to say, Alex, before I was going to... So I, I guess the curse wouldn't work on him. The devil would be like, not. well, first of all, he's already dead. Second of all, that's me. Don't. Why are you writing my <laughs> name on the wall? Wait, yeah, wait. That's my name, Dick Cheney. Yeah. It turns out it's <laughs> turns out if you rearrange the letters of Dick Cheney, it says it says like fucking Satan. Yeah. Don't don't try I it. Just trust Satan. us. Just trust I, us. I am Just, Lord Voldemort. <laughs> I am Lord Voldemort. 
Uh, Just trust us on that one. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we have we have recorded for a half hour. We have. We have. We have. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. the best way to get something done, if you call a crackhead. That's the best way to get something done. Oh, I recently learned something. The call a crackhead thing. Yeah. Did not know that was from John No Relation Kennedy. You didn't know? No. I thought that was from, like, I thought it was just from some, like, dumb fucking SNL skit. No, no, that's a real political ad. And I saw He's like, that it if was, you don't I, like the police because of the police, call a crackhead. Call a crackhead. Call a crackhead. Oh. And it, because just the way he says it too, call a crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> just like you put so much stank on it. And I'm it's like, perfect. damn. It's perfect. It's amazing. And also <laughs> the, those are the two genders, police officer and crackhead. <laughs> it's a zero-sum game either you call a police officer or you call a crackhead call a crackhead um i love that people call because his name is john kennedy mm-hmm. um i like that people, no relation to the guy whose head exploded exactly <laughs> it was really mind-blowing um <laughs> man you know i you know i hear jfk liked to take long car rides to you know to, to clear his head um yeah. <laughs> that's horrible but, um, that, that you're going you're terrible. going straight to dick cheney's house for that you're going yeah, to hell i mean that's fuck you that's funny i don't care who you are that's funny um so i like that people call john kennedy the current john kennedy of the senate i think um they call him john no relation kennedy because <laughs> he has no relation to jfk <laughs> yeah you know how like well, I, I don't know if you know this, but like one of like the the criteria for getting your name legally changed because there are some criteria that you have to meet. You can't just do yeah. it willy nilly. One of the re- one of like the possible reasons you can legally change your name is if you are like publicly known as something like Cher. Her legal name now is Cher, yeah. just Cher. Yeah, no last name, mm-hmm. uh, because you know she built her career um, off of that name, and she's yeah. widely known for that. Wait, so are what you I'm saying, saying that Cher is going to share her name? <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is John No Relation Kennedy could have uh, grounds to uh, change his middle name to No Relation. To no Relation. <laughs> but and, like in one word, like one, like No Relation. Yeah. And when I am president, my my campaign platform will be getting John No Relation Kennedy to be legally recognized as John No Relation Kennedy. And then... I'm gonna blow up the city. Yes. Yes. And then I'm gonna install a series of loft systems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of that uh, SNL thing. Steve Martin, he's like, if I had one wish that I could wish, it would be oh, for all the, the children SNL, of the yeah. world... To join hands and I sing would, together in a spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes, <laughs> I could. Make I wish this, my enemies to rot to, like pigs yeah, in hell. Die like pigs in hell. <laughs> then I wish for a three-way with whoever in the model Polina, somebody. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. So, so, how's Twitter been doing? We better check in on I'm Twitter. Not, See how they're you know, doing. Never have I been so prideful to not have ever been on Twitter ever. Yeah, I'm I'm on it, but I'm not like a power user. I very rarely uh tweet out stuff. I usually just 
you know, retweet things that I like. Lately, I've been retweeting a lot of anti-Musk stuff. Yeah. You know, if I if I ever become famous and they're like, you need to get a Twitter, you need to get a Facebook, I'd be like, no, I'm going to start a truth social. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to, no, I'm going to start a truth social and make it all about me. Yeah. And then I'm going to buy it, but like for a pitifully small amount. Dude, I want, that's, that's I the way want... to go. Go full mali- malicious compliance. Oh, dude, dude you got, I... you're a celebrity. You got to be on Twitter. Um, You know, you could either on... do the Keanu Reeves thing of just not having social media at all or just make a truth social account just to shit post. Just to be like, y'all are fucking stupid, but let, but I do this show called Bold of You to Say. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, check out this clip. <laughs> check out this clip. Yeah. Anyway, so we talked about this a, a long time ago, back in like the end of August. Elon Musk uh, bought Twitter. Very poor financial decision. Um, my thesis is basically uh, Elon Musk is a moron who has hit yes. a brick wall. Yes. Um, and in my yes, TED talk probably, today, we will but he's explore probably that. Sur- he, he's probably surrounding himself with people who are like, you, you're infallible. Yeah. Not only is like he a, a bad businessman um, who is, you know, also surrounding himself with yes men, like you said, he's just not a smart person. People like think he's like a genius. He has probably below average intelligence, I would say. I mean, I would, I don't, I don't, I'm not one to say what people's intelligence is. I just, well, think I am. And he's he a, made, he's a fucking dumbass. Um, I, I think he's made some very, very, uh, poor decisions with relevance to the acquisition and current running of Twitter. Yeah. Well, like to back up my point, um, if you click the, uh, if you see the, uh, the word moron, you in check the show under notes, your the chair, link, check under your chair. It's, it's Elon Musk. He's, he's been hiding. Um, yeah. So he tweeted this on November 3rd because it consists of billions of bi-directional interactions per day. Twitter can be thought of as a collective cybernetic super intelligence. No, no. That, I mean, like kind of, I guess like, if I, you look yeah, at it in a weird philosophical way, but if, I feel like when he said that he thought he was being deep. That's why I say I he's he just, just kind of a okay. moron who thinks he's okay, more smart okay. than he is. Can I, I want to mention another tweet that he tweeted out like years ago. He mentioned that his like perfect night is like a glass of wine and some Ambien. Look, I'm not, I'm not a drug person like you. Ambien is Zolpidem tartrate. It's a sleeping medication. Yeah. So can I, can I, can I guess this one? Can I guess this one? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That would kill you. I can. So the thing is like a, a glass of wine and don't, okay, cover my ass here. Don't fucking do this. Don't. Yeah. Hey, don't take alcohol with prescribed medication. Yeah, I mean, that? like, as someone who doesn't take a lot of prescribed medication, like, even I know, just from cultural osmosis, you don't mix prescription drugs with alcohol. No matter how fun it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but don't do it. And We have fun here, but don't to- do it. Listen, don't do that. And Look, if, you're if you if you need cons- if you need advice on what drugs to pair with what substances, call a crackhead. No, contact your doctor. Actually, <laughs> contact your physician if you have one, or go to a walk-in clinic and ask. They'll yeah, have a doctor. Yeah, drug dealer, whether a professional go to a pharmacist. or amateur. Go to a fucking pharmacist. You know, they're just out of general stores, right? You can just walk on in, be like, "Hey, can I do this with that?" And they'll be like, "Either, yeah, sure." Even if you're not a patient there. Even yeah, it's like, like, hang on. It's like I in the job a, description. 
I have a public duty to tell this person information, even though we're not getting money from it. They have a whole system through the company they work yeah. for to find drug interactions if they don't know it off the top of their head. And if you think so, they're cute, wait outside the building, wait for their shift to end and approach them. I'm sure they'll be very receptive. Are you joking? <laughs> wait, how do you know that? What? Did I tell you that story? Oh my God. Is that, did someone do Okay. That's story for later. But anyway, so Elon Musk bought Twitter. Okay. That's all to so, say, so, 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 that's so. all, that's all so, to so, say, so. not a smart my guy. Point, my point that I'm trying to say is, what was I saying? What was my point? Elon I Musk was like, now. my perfect night is uh, drugs Ambient, and alcohol. Drugs and alcohol. Ambient and with a glass of wine. With with a glass of wine. Yeah. Right. So don't don't fucking do that. Um, really dumb. Yeah, and the fact that the- he would tweet that either like like he's he there's no good way of looking at it either. He's an idiot and he is just publicly saying dangerous stuff on accident because he's a moron. Mm-hmm. Or he knows, um, and he's saying it anyway, to be evil. Beyond the fact that the combination, like, not only on their own does Ambien and alcohol kill blood, or kill brain cells if taken, uh, like, if if taken irresponsibly. Right. Um, but together, not only is it, like, terrible for your brain chemistry, it's also terrible for your fucking liver. Yeah. Well, Ambien... Ambien and wine seems like too specific of a combination for him to not know anything about it. You know, I mean, yeah. So anyway, that's all to say, I, not a smart guy. Don't, I, not a, don't, not a good don't guy do that. either. Yeah, I forgot. I was gonna bring up something that was connected with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, because he tweeted that out. Yeah, we've we've made our point with what we wanted to say about that. Um. So, first of all, I'm I'm sure anyone listening to this has some level of knowledge about what's going on with the Twitter situation. Um, if you don't know, um, you know, Kyle Kalinsky, a secular talk on YouTube, he's talked a lot about it. Uh, the Humanist Report, uh, the Majority Report, I think, has talked a lot about it. Just go to any one of those sources if you want, like, you know, you know, like day by day facts. But just overall, um, I wanted to talk about a few things. First of all, he doesn't know how advertisers work. So as as little money you know, as Twitter makes, it still has some revenue and that comes mostly from advertisers. They were trying to set up Twitter blue, uh, in, you know, the, the past few months leading up to Musk ruining the platform, but you know, they've been trying for years to monetize the platform and, you know, ads have been working out pretty well. Um, you know, they're pretty non-intrusive on the timeline. Um, it's, it's a lot different from like YouTube ads where it's like, you know, you have to sit through, you know, five to 30 seconds of this ad and then you watch your video. It's a lot different on Twitter. You just kind of scroll by it. Not a big deal. Well, and at least, at least YouTube is super passive about it where it's just like, here's an ad, do what you want. Right. Yeah. You um, know, it's, it's not like just shoved in your fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter ads are pretty un- un- unintrusive. Um, even though like they're still not making a profit, Twitter has never been profitable. Uh, because you know, even if they make like two billion dollars in ad revenue, let's say I don't have exact numbers. Even if they make, let's say, two billion dollars in ad revenue, they're still spending like two and a half billion on R and D, and like you know, like upkeep and operations. So they've just they've never been profitable. That's a big reason why the the current or the the past owners wanted Elon Musk to actually go through with the purchase. You know, not just because like, you know, it, it affects the value of the company. If Elon Musk is like, I'm going to buy it. No, I'm not. Blah, 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 blah whatever. 
uh, it's just a hot potato that they wanted to pass on because it is a money pit, as I mentioned in our last segment talking about uh, Elon Musk. You know what Elon Twitter Musk should get into with relevance to Twitter? You know what he should do? What? I think I think he should, and just hear me out, I think he should get into VR. <sighs> Look, first of all, uh, Daddy Zuck is already sinking billions of dollars into it. And by the way, I also saw earlier he's laying off a bunch of people after uh, spending Daddy all Zuck? that money. Anyway, yeah, no. Um, Daddy Zuck or Elon? Zuck. Oh, really? Yeah, he spent like a one and a half billion dollars on the metaverse. Then I saw earlier he's laying off a bunch of people. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, Remember VR. those shitty ads for the metaverse? Remember? And they were like, this was all filmed inside the metaverse. No, it was actually pre rendered. It was. It was <laughs> yeah, it was rendered. Because the and metaverse even then it was didn't shitty. exist. The metaverse still doesn't exist technically. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Twitter, huge money sink. Um, yeah. And what what could make that situation worse is some blowhard buying it and shaking up the whole platform, saying like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to bring back free speech, meaning slurs. Um, basically, essentially, publicly saying that this is going to be a less advertiser-friendly space. Because a big part of Terms of Service is, one, um, you know, making sure everyone's happy, two, complying with laws, and three, keeping advertisers happy. If Twitter doesn't have Terms of Service, and it's just a Wild West situation out there, you know, if you can just say as much misinformation and hate speech as, as you want, advertisers don't want to advertise on that. And that's exactly what, what happened. You're kidding? It, really? Yeah, it turns out. Um, wow. And aside um quick aside i haven't done any you know solid research on this but apparently you know car manufacturers have historically advertised on twitter and now that the owner of tesla has bought it and twitter shares like 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 twitter's value affects tesla's value and vice versa car manufacturers are like why don't we just pull all of our ads from twitter and hurt our competition i don't i don't think that's a bad thing though like, I, I'm not putting a value judgment part. on it. I'm okay. I'm just saying that it it kind of backfires on Elon Musk. Yeah, no matter no matter which way you 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 look at it. I mean, Elon Elon Musk could probably do like the big dick energy move of just being like, you know what, car manufacturers, get out of here. Right. Except well, for Tesla. Tesla's cool, but gasoline car manufacturers, fuck on out of here. Yeah. Uh, on November second, Elon Musk twi- uh, tweeted. Uh, advertisers should support and then he has a poll uh one option is freedom of speech or political quote-unquote correctness you know totally not loading the question but mm-hmm. um hey, elon i don't do you think do you think that that's gonna <laughs> do anything like ad like reese's is gonna look at that and be like oh oh i should advertise on the slur platform <laughs> yeah because yeah. you know some people want the vague idea of free speech like that's not how advertisers work but also he's been like going say, talking out of both sides of his mouth saying publicly like yeah comedy is legal on twitter now you can say whatever you want we're bringing back free speech mm-hmm. well privately with investors and it's i mean it's all technically public we all know that he's saying it but privately with investors he's saying and advertisers he's saying like yeah, no, we're actually going to, you know, crack down on hate speech and we're going to, you know, enforce terms of service and and all that. He's saying two diametrically opposed, you know, basically like policy platforms. Yeah. Yeah. So I just see 
Elon Musk, like, just shooting himself in the foot every single turn here. Yeah. Every single, like, and, like, I can tr- I can kind of see him trying to throw some stank at people who said that it's going to be a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, but each time, it, it doesn't hold the weight that it used to do, that it used to when it was, like, Tesla or SpaceX, which were two objectively revolutionary technologies. Yeah. Um. And Tesla, by the way, was not founded by Elon Musk, not founded by Elon Musk, not his, Um, not his accomplishment. But, um, I mean, in in modern times kind of is kind kind of of made it what it, he's the owner of a company that produces cool stuff, but it's not like he's literally Tony Stark producing, like making the cars. Fair enough. Um, anyway, Twitter is like already like at the moment functioning right even if it's like kind of difficult to function <laughs> is, right um and the stank that he's trying to to throw at people who are saying this is a bad idea it's just backfiring under the under the fact that he didn't really make it right well i mean if you're the owner slash mascot of a platform it's not gonna bode well for you if you're out there just being generally chaotic and starting fights yeah yeah but yeah he i'm sure you've seen this he's trying to now charge eight dollars per month for uh for verification so Mm -hmm. historically on twitter and other platforms too um if you're a public figure like a politician or like a celebrity you would go through a process of verification it's it's the the blue check mark that you see Mm -hmm. on a bunch of public figures profiles and that blue check mark means you're looking at the the tweets of verified of the yeah. official person you know like that is actually you know president obama that that's actually his his tweet that you're looking at it's not someone I, impersonating I like the fact him. and i i like the fact that uh trump's twitter handle or previous twitter handle was the real donald trump yeah <laughs> it's kind of funny it's kind Maybe of someone took that <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if it's because someone already took the username at Donald Trump. Yes, yes, that's, that's funny. why. That's awesome. That's and they, great. And I think you try to like sue them, and they're like, "No, I'm allowed to do that." Yeah, of course. I'm but, not claiming that I'm Donald Trump. It just happens to be my yeah. handle. Yeah. Um. Which that's great. Um. More stuff related to that general idea later, but now he's trying to charge people $8 per month. So instead of becoming a public figure and going through the process of verifying your identity, you can just pay $8 a month and just get the blue check mark. Well, yeah, technically, I don't think it's, it might be rolled out for some people. I'm not sure, but no, I, I don't, I don't think it's rolled out like publicly yet, but people have been saying like, yeah, it's a bad idea to do yeah. that. And then Ethan Klein got Ethan banned. Klein. Yeah. Um, got yeah. I'm glad you've seen a that. bunch of, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of big big people on YouTube and Twitch have been changing their uh, Twitter handles to Elon Musk and then tweeting things like like just ridiculous things, just like stupid, dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, um, just saying. And they've been getting banned. In Elon Musk's defense, he never he hasn't yet changed things in the terms of service. And in the terms of service, it says you can't do that. Yeah, but it, it yeah. Yeah, it goes against, yeah, it goes against terms of service to do that. Um, but Elon Musk banning them goes against his, uh, his platform of, you know, quote unquote comedy speech. is now legal. 
Um, apparently it isn't. Apparently it isn't. Kathy Griffin, Kathy Griffin also got in trouble for it. She was she changed her name to Elon Musk on Twitter, tweeted some you know dumb shit as him. It was funny. She got she got clapped for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, comedy is not illegal. Uh, yeah. So he tweeted on November first. Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. Power to the people. Blue for eight dollars a month. And then he goes on to you know lay out you know the the whole thing for it. Um. Uh. He says you will also get uh, priority and replies mentions in search, which is essential to defeat scam or spam slash scam. Ability to post long video and audio and half as many ads. So you're still getting yeah. ads. You're still getting ads, just fewer yeah. of them, which they're already non-intrusive enough that the way I see it, like, unless you get rid of all of the ads, paying doesn't really do anything because the ads are already unintrusive enough that it's like, it doesn't really make much of a difference if I see half of them or, or the same amount. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So my question with that is uh, what happened to meritocracy? You know, the the right loves to go on about, you know, meritocracy. That's one of the things that they love to say. They love to say America is a meritocracy. You know, you get a, you get ahead by just being the best, you know, and the way I see it, the verification process, you know, before was meritocracy. You become a public figure and then, you know, by necessity, you have to be verified because you're a person yeah. That people would would want to impersonate. So, is it really power to the people to start charging the people money for that? And now I I don't have like a, an article linked or anything, but I heard recently that currently verified accounts he's going to try to charge them twenty dollars a month to continue being verified. That might be before he settled on eight dollars a month for blue. It might be rolled in with that it might be a separate thing but that's what he wanted to do that's stupid yeah and like pretty much everyone was saying yeah no that's not worth it i'm not gonna do that dumb no why am i why would i do that yeah um just a second um yeah some some uh venture capitalist kind of guy some finance bro tweeted um a couple days after that the entitled elite is not mad that they have to pay $8 a month. They're mad that anyone can pay $8 a month, which yeah. kind of gets to a, a root issue that a lot of people have with capitalism, where like something that could be a meritocracy is just turned into a pay-to-win kind of system. You know? What? Like, like is, is, does that make sense? Like, a lot of yeah. stuff in society, yeah. it's like, yeah, you could you know, like have to earn this or whatever, you know, meritocracy yeah. and all that. Or you can just fucking pay a bunch of money and get it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, uh, like running a political campaign, you could either run on having great ideas and great, you know, policies, or you could just pump billions of dollars into it and get a bunch of yeah. advertising and win that way. Unless, unless you're Dr. Oz, yeah, unless you're Dr. Oz and you are incredibly unlikable. <laughs> just in general. Like, I don't know what, it, like everything about him, like, on my on paper like what a candidate probably would have to look like to be the most electable like dr oz checks it all um 
Except for the fact, just fuck him. I don't yeah. like him. <laughs> well, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Bill Burr joke where he's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm d- doing a lot of self-improvement. I'm taking out the trash or whatever. Now all that my wife has against me is who I am as a person. <laughs> That's the position <laughs> that Dr. Oz is in. I love that. It's so true, though. The only oh. thing that we have against him is just who he is as a person. <laughs> I just don't like him. I just don't. Yeah. He's dislikable. He's always been a scam artist. That's that's his occupation. That could yeah. be listed like in his Wikipedia. Occupation, scam artist, snake oil salesman. Well, it's funny because like... Crudite enthusiast. <laughs> Yo, dude, I'm adding that to my to my bio. Kudete enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just like at his. It was supposed to be. A, it should have been a concession speech, but it was more of a, like a. We're confident that after all the co- votes are are counted, that we've won. Um, of course. Granted, granted, that was before um any news organization had called it for Fetterman yet. So. He was just trying to rally the troops a little bit, which I get. Right. Um, Do a little bit of if I lose, the election was stolen. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll call it when I see it, I guess. But yeah, um, uh, he was like, he was like, I'm so proud of the work we've done for Pennsylvania. And then he was just like, why don't you guys, why don't you guys give yourself a round of applause? eh?" <laughs> and it was just so like, like, you don't fucking care. I can see you do not care in your eyes. Yeah, I can like you don't you don't care. Just an absolute demon in general. Just like sent straight from hell. All right. My Instagram bio. I have updated it. This is this is the whole thing. Born to shit, forced to wipe. Oxford comma enthusiast. (laughs) Crudite enjoyer. YouTube podcast award winning filmmaker, because technically I am. Raptor Earth truther and taken ladies. And then my link tree. Hey, can I ask if this is a scam? I, I I got a text from Amazon. It's a scam. They don't text you? I, I do not think they do. Amazon LLC. We have detected unauthorized sign-in from unknown device. Dot login. And take steps. Yeah, it's a scam. <laughs> yeah. When they have bad grammar. Hey, click like this that- link and enter your login information. It's weird. Click this link. And then give us your username and password. Did you get an email? Or was it just a text from an unknown number? I think it was an email from... uh, It was a text from an email. Uh, Yeah, I think that might be a scam. I mean, I didn't do anything. I just saw it and was like, I don't know, this smells like bullshit. Yeah, dude, my mom has been getting a lot of like PayPal scam emails. Like Mm -hmm. fake invoices. Like... Hey, you paid us five hundred dollars for that thing you or you ordered. Um, if you have a, if, if you didn't order this, if there's some kind of issue, you know, click this link and log into PayPal. You know what I want to do? I want to like see one of those like one of those ads, but or like one of those scams, but it's like clearly obviously a scam. Yeah. Be like someone stole five hundred dollars from your account. Help us. Also, I'm a Nigerian them. prince. Right, but I want to be like, hey, it's oh, they can just <laughs> hey, can it's just me, T'Challa. It. <laughs> from yeah that's it um it's me the prince of wakanda like, yeah i just want to be like yeah they can keep it it's fine yeah <laughs> i don't care yeah can i can can we send them more actually actually yeah send them more 
we need your account information. Well, it seems like they already have it. So just don't, yeah. don't tell me again. Just take more out of the account. Just go ahead. Take more out of it. I'm gonna, if I win the lottery, I'm going to set up a foundation and it'll yeah, go to that actually, person. I'm going to buy a jet plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so I, I mean, it's pretty clearly laid out in the original tweet talking about, you know, from Elon Musk talking about like, yeah, you know, down, down with the bourgeois system, you know, power to the people, $8 a month. He says you get priority in replies, mentions, and search. So he's pretty clearly saying, at least this is my interpretation. Tell me if you see it differently. He is saying if you pay money, you will get like more platformed. Meaning, if you yeah. don't pay money, you will be less platformed. You well, will have you know, less priority on the platform. Well, but also, you have to remember, there's probably going to be a couple million people that are going to like do that. So let me put it this way, too. When everyone's super, no one will be. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but like what, I, what I'm saying is, like just on the principle of it, people that pay money will be prioritized above people that don't pay money. I so, think that's dumb. Yeah. Right. So that's not free speech. That's $8 a month speech. That's yeah. That's expensive speech. In terms you know, of speech, that's on the more expensive end of it. So like given human nature, like we're prone to say one thing and then do another. Um so am I surprised he did this? No, not at all. It's Elon Musk. Right. Like uh, not at all. 12 years ago he said I'll get I'm going to put man on Mars in 10 years. Right, yeah, of course. So, I I don't care. Also, because I, I don't have skin in this game, because I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> um, right. Uh, but by the way, like, yeah, I started. I, think that's uh, dumb. I I resurrected my Tumblr account just to prepare for the Exodus. So it's all porn. If you want, follow me there. I have tumbled one thing. I have tumbled <laughs> one thing on Tumblr. Um, kind of like how on Twitter you twit things. Elon Musk should have bought Tumblr. Yeah. Dude, Tumblr is even more of a terrible investment somehow. It's, I don't it's yeah. An, it's an even worse investment, but at I love it. At least it, for it that. wouldn't at least it wouldn't be a one hundred billion dollar investment though. Right. Um let me see if I can pull up my Tumblr profile and send it to you. But um I have tweet I have tumbled, excuse me, one thing. And I will send you the link to it. Um, you know the Teen Titans live action show? The one where Robin's like, them- fuck Batman. Yes? Hold on, let me let me fucking send it. Is there a Bold of You to Say? Tum- Did I make a Tumblr account for Bold of You to Say? Hey, also, I think I have to go at two. Oh. Oh, all right. Well, well let's blaze through this. Do you have something going on? Uh, Technically class. You have class at two. Yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe we can finish this at a later date. Um, all right. uh, or like even like I'm out of class at like three forty. So okay. well, I work at four. Okay. Anyway. 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 Um. What time do you get out of work? Ten. Oh yeah. I mean, if you I don't, I'm not gonna be able to record at ten. Not, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm okay. free all day tomorrow. If you, uh, I'm free all day. Pretty much all day tomorrow too. So all right, it works let's out. meet up tomorrow then. Um. Cool. So all right, if I'll, you want to like. Just because I have like a lot of time tomorrow. If you want to just like record the equivalent of two shows tomorrow. So we have like basically one show today and then we can just like do another show tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. To make up for lost time. All right. Yeah. Let's 
Let's let's let's let's figure that out if later. That works for you. Um, I'll help out with the show notes this time. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out later. I'll finish up the okay. the section that we're on right now about the eight dollars a month speech. But yeah, what yeah, I, uh, what which what did you send that to? I sent uh, stuff we send during the show. I sent my uh, my one Tumblr post that I've made since resurrecting my account. It's a reference to the Teen Titans live action show. Robin like. In the, I think it was in the trailer. He like beats someone brutally, and they're like, "Well, I thought you were Batman's sidekick." And he's like, "Fuck Batman!" That's how you know the show is really edgy. So yeah, I tweeted a picture of that Robin, and I was like, "I like fuck that. Twitter." Why is why does Robin look okay? And now I'm now I'm realizing that's just blood on his face. I thought he just had really fucking awful herpes like acne. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but anyway, so to finish off this section. Um, and then we'll do the rest of the, the show at a later time. Um, let's see. I got the meritocracy, bit. okay. So yeah, so it's pretty clear from the initial announcement that you will be like basically kind of censored in a sense. Fucked in the ass. If you, yeah, yeah you'll be fucked in the ass if you don't pay, um, looks like you turned off your webcam. Okay. never mind. Uh, it looks like you'll be like kind of silenced if you don't pay up um, or 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 if you're aoc right but yeah i also saw she was like criticizing him then her account didn't work for some reason yeah um but anyway so people somehow were like no no it's not that you'll be you'll be suppressed if you don't pay the eight dollars a month it's just that you know you get you get the check mark and blah 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 whatever um but no, he straight up came out and he was like, yeah, no, you'll be suppressed if you don't pay up. He uh, this is a quote from at some bad ideas on Twitter. Um, it says, if you don't pay the eight dollars, your tweets will be suppressed by an algorithm. Not making this shit up. He said it to a room, of, a room of investors yesterday and claimed this would solve hate speech. Quote, you'll have to scroll really far to see unverified users. So fucking looks like he's suppressing people that don't have money. So and then what happens if someone's like, "Hey, Elon, how about how about I um invest a bunch of money into SpaceX, Tesla, and whatever the else you're working on, and you just give me like top priority on Twitter?" Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. How about that? Yeah. I mean, it, it just seems like pretty straightforward, you know, corrupt policy making. Um Cody kind Johnston of, yeah made a really good point he's the some more news guy he said he keeps saying that eight dollars is just the price of a latte by the way that's another talking point that elon musk and his sick fans have been saying like, that's one expensive oh, fucking latte it is an by the way latte. yeah they've they've been like yeah it's like the price of a cup of coffee from starbucks to you know to get verified on twitter like there are a few issues with that one um coffee has value it's it's a consumable beverage I'm- I'm drinking coffee right now, and this costs less than a dollar. It came from my Keurig. Yeah. Um, but, you know, getting verified on Twitter, all this stuff, it's like it has abstract value, but it's not like you can drink a cup of Twitter. Um, but, yeah, so that's one issue. I mean, I it. tried. It was very difficult. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I had to like. I also got, I also got Salmonella, but. I had to download some tweets onto a flash drive and, you know, do eat, eat that because it's the only way to ingest oh, that's how you the did internet. It? I just, I just took a bunch of like baby birds and put them into a blender. Oh, I mean, that's another way to do but, it. But I'm, um, shh, and future employers, but, I did not do that. Yeah, that really tore I me up. Like... <laughs> really went, 
right through me. But anyway, so Cody Johnston makes a good point. He says he keeps saying that $8 is just the price of a latte, so people will obviously pay for it. In the same breath that he says trolls, bots, and racists won't pay $8. And that's a really good point. Because Elon Musk is making two arguments. He's saying, yeah, you know, people that run like bot accounts and, you know, spam and scams and shit, like, like they're not going to pay $8. The $8 is somehow going to be a deterrent for those people. But like, like it's so insurmountable for those kinds of accounts. But for regular people, it's just the price of a latte, bro. It's not a big deal. I would, I would like to point out too, um, a lot of people who are like super right wing racist and stuff. They have the money to buy like AK forty sevens, not just one, but like multiple. Yeah, eight dollars to spread hate speech is nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's not like we're spending forty four billion dollars to buy the entire platform. I think if okay, I yeah, I think he made this decision not looking at demographics <laughs> at all. <laughs> I feel like he was just like, oh no, it's just a good business strat. No, it's it's not if the demographics don't work out. Yeah. Also, Twitter used to be free. Why would you, why would you expect people to willingly pay money for something they used to get for free without exactly. adding any additional value? He he's just taking away stuff from like the free version to incentivize people to get the paid version. That it's just a bad uh business model. Yeah. But anyway, um yes, yeah, it's, it's not even anyway. It's not even a good value. Like it the, yeah. the what you're paying for and what you're getting it it's historically giving out something for free and then charging for it is a bad idea yeah yeah and i'll ask have a the, ask the british yeah uh i do have an article that i will link in the description uh twitter to lose magic with blue tick fee says x exec uh it's from bbc uh it goes into more you know detail about it uh more detail from someone that knows more about it because they were on the inside but Anyway, um, yeah, that's all that I wanted to get to with that section. We do have more to get to, but Gavin has fucking class. He has no class, is more like it. I have no class, no class. actually. Absolutely. But I have classed. a lot of class tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, not literally. Sorry. I, I'm saying I'll be classy, very classy tomorrow because yeah. I'll Classically I'll not Gavin. Be <laughs> classically. I, you know what? I'm going to start a YouTube channel and call it Classically Gavin. You should do that. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the ticket. Yeah, this is what I have to that's say to it. that. Thank you. I also have to Howard Dean, come on the show. Howard Dean, please come on the show. Please, please I will you. blow you. <laughs> yeah. Blow you up on Twitter is what I meant. Sorry, my audio went out. I, I will blow you up on Twitter. I'll pay for your eight dollars a month. I'm gonna blow up the city. I don't wanna But harm instead of any the city, it's Howard literally Dean. I, I don't want to, like, I'm backtracking because I, I don't, I literally don't want to harm any potential of me actually getting Howard Dean on the show with saying something fucking creepy. So, yeah, Howard, Howard Dean, Dean, we love you. We actually, we appreciate and admire your work. Yeah. Anyway, we will continue this. We will continue later, later at a later date. I mean, Should for I the listener, the it's going to be like no time passed. So, I think we had just finished up we the, uh, we left yeah. off talking about. Um, how Elon Musk was, uh, you know, going off and saying how, you know, it's going to be free speech when really yeah. what he meant was um, relatively expensive speech, $8 per month speech. Also, if you don't like it or don't like me, expect Twitter to be really janky for you. But yeah, so 
yeah, to summarize that section, um, yeah, so he, he doesn't understand how advertisers work. He doesn't understand yeah. that advertisers don't really give a shit about free speech, quote unquote. They care about also selling true. a product. And if you're trying yes. to like, you know, if, if you have a, a platform with like, you know, as we're going to get into, um, if you have a platform where hatred is like being stoked the actively, and people yeah. are, you know, using, let's just, you know, for example, if the N word, if the use of the N word spiked, uh, jumped up 500 percent you know maybe advertisers wouldn't want to uh associate their product with that yeah and uh like i don't know like you know it, it, it all depends on what he believes right but like yeah it doesn't it seems like he's pretty out of touch when he talks about like yeah you know down with the the lords and peasants system of verification you, you know, know where you have to just earn kinda... the verification instead you should just you know pay for it with money also when it when it comes to like people telling him that it's not going to work it just seems like he's just smoking a bowl of copium here yeah like well like this is a man who's never had to worry about money he was born rich so like yeah like eight dollars a month to him it's like an abstract concept or even like twenty dollars a month like which is what he originally proposed for people to stay verified like he's not one of us he's not like a person Mm-hmm. and you so, know like if you need a twitter like for instance if, if there's like enough people who, people who can't afford eight dollars a month you can just find the people that you need to talk to and just start a discord server right well like yeah it, also they were saying like if like, that's, if that's we, what you need to do like if that if you have to do that that's what you could do sure yeah and well like after the whole you know twitter blue for eight dollars a month thing came out like and he said you'll be you know, you'll be uh, propped up in the algorithm. Like, yeah, the reaction from people that aren't Elon Musk fans was like, oh, so like, it's pretty clear he's going to like suppress people that don't pay money. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, But people like Elon Musk and his people were like, no, no, it doesn't suppress you. Um, But then he later came out and was like, yeah, it'll, you'll suppress. Nah, you'll, yeah, you'll be suppressed if that. you don't have enough money. The poor yeah. will suffer under my rule for sure for um, sure but yeah it doesn't even do it's like proposed um it, it, like it's not a solution for what it's trying to solve mm-hmm. you know like if if you are putting in the effort to run like a bot account or like a scam or spam account mm-hmm. uh like eight dollars a month isn't a big obstacle for you Mm-mm. especially if yeah. you're running a scam that makes money yeah because you know unlike elon musk some people actually do make money with twitter right yeah 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 so anyway um yeah moving on i this this section is titled uh i was right about the rights definition of free speech so as i mentioned earlier uh this is an article from business insider use of n-word on twitter jumped by almost 500 percent after elon musk's takeover as trolls test limits on free speech report says well, you know, it's funny, too, because it's not like you can't make an algorithm that just detects when the N-word is said and change it or, like, I don't know, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, ghost ban or what's it, what's oh, it shadow called? Oh, shadow ban. Shadow ban the account for that, like, comment area, right? Like, it's not like that's impossible. Right, yeah, it's it's incredibly easy to do, and that's, like, what Twitter does, well, like what they have done Did? up to this point. Yeah. You know, like 
if you essentially if you break TOS, like you get yeah. in trouble for that. But for sure. Yeah. Elon yeah. Musk like took over. And I don't think he necessarily changed any policy. I don't know like the inner workings uh, from of what Twitter. I heard he didn't. So I don't like so personally I don't like blame him for that. That's just like people being people. Yeah. Um well, it's just that his reaction to it as being like nonchalant instead of being like, no, no, that's a problem. We're gonna fix that. Yeah. Um, well like yeah, the point that I wanted to make with it isn't necessarily like about Elon Musk specifically. Like that happening like it wasn't a result of him changing any policy yeah. it was just yeah the people that follow him his fan base they saw and you know elon that. musk be like yeah comedy is legal now free speech and all that and the yeah. first thing they do is they make the, the use of the n-word spike by 500 percent. and like and I, also it, not like even I, just that people were like people on the right prominent people on the right were like tweeting out like vaccine misinformation and like ivermectin yeah. shit like like slurs and misinformation mm-hmm. that's what they want when they say they want free speech yeah, yeah. um yeah that's kind of fucked up yeah this is a uh, another article from business insider twitter's head of safety and in- integrity says more than fi- fifty thousand tweets containing a quote-unquote particular slur were posted in 48 hours amid reports of a racist trolling campaign so well, and you know they, they get this like, free speech and they don't use it to you know speak truth to power or anything like that it's just slurs i do want to mention though when people talk about like free speech it's under the idea that what everyone says is actually intrinsically valuable a lot of stuff that we say uh, every day that on sounds the internet, like some snowflake shit a lot of stuff that we say on the internet every day is just dumb fucking bullshit yeah like, most things don't need to be said like yeah I, I mean i would say that except for like adhd shower thoughts i don't know what else needs to be espoused into the world you know um and the thing that i'm kind of worried about a little bit um are with political campaigns using this as not only a way to uh you know kind of advance their political agenda via the money that they they have at their disposal um or political campaigns that can't afford really to to have a very large twitter presence um yeah those are the two things that i'm kind of like eh, about um and why i don't think it's good to really have a paywall on things like this especially when it comes to the exchange of language and information right from yeah one person to another yeah paywalls like broadly speaking not just on twitter not when it comes to this stuff but like broadly on the internet paywalls hurt generally like like it more yeah. so hurts like liberal uh, like campaigns or like like left yeah. unless uh, it's not necessarily campaigns Times. i should i should I, I should say like more liberal leaning or at least not far right uh publications you know unless it's unless it's the new york times or washington post or um any other news uh organization well, that like, makes articles well, like, periodicals well like most of these paywall most of these websites yeah you get like five free articles a month and then you like try to click on your sixth article trying to do research. You know, you click yeah. on this, you know, accredited source. Yeah. Um, but they have a paywall. So yeah. what do you do? You find a website that doesn't have a paywall. Because of course you're not gonna pay it. Yeah. It's the of internet. Course. We got used to well, not paying for things. So you don't like pay about- so you don't do the paywall. <laughs> so you find something that's free. And what's free? The Daily Wire. Sites like yeah. that. Yeah. 
And here's what I like about the New York Times way of, of doing monetization of their information that they um, find and publish. Um, I love how they give you like five seconds to look at the article before they yeah. <laughs> lock you out of it. No, so I if just, you are Superman, like you, could, you can read it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I just <laughs> they give you five seconds to get kind of like juiced up about it. And they're like, oh, if you want to see the rest of it. And this is how I know it's not like a thing where like you scroll down a certain amount and they show it because I've scrolled down as a test to the bottom of the article and then like three seconds after i've done that it's like paywall yeah um yeah i've i've seen video like i don't like i I saw it but i don't i didn't retain any of the information but there are ways i don't know if it works on mobile but i know that there are ways like if you're like on your computer and there's a paywall like there you push like f11 it brings up the html for the website supposedly yeah. there's like a line of code that you can delete that like makes the paywall go away i don't know how to oh. do it but is that just legal? That it's, it's my guess is it's a gray area because it's not yeah. like you're like it's not like you're downloading a car you know like yeah like you're just editing your version of the code for this website so like would that be on your rom or ram that, what would that be on? I, I don't... I mean, that wouldn't be, Am like... I stupid? Is that not even a thing? I mean, I know that Ram and Rum are a thing. I'm just... I'm just spitballing terms to see I don't, what sticks. I don't know how much that <laughs> sentence makes sense in this context, but I don't think there's any real way of enforcing a law against editing the HTML oh, code sure. on a website. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you're not changing it... You're not changing the website. You're changing, like, what your computer has stored. Okay. So yeah. once you refresh the page, that all goes away, you know? So yeah. you can't really go after someone for that. Fight me. Like, you'd have to catch them in the moment red-handed. Fair enough. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, that's all besides the point. Um, yeah, it, it's a bad look, you know, taking yeah. over a website. And the, even, even if here. it's not his responsibility directly, which I'm not going to put that on him because I, you know, that's not fair for me to do. But it's a, I'm going to say it's a bad look for that to happen. You know, considering that's the the audience that you cultivated, that's the effect yeah. you had, whether or not you yeah. intended it. Um, not only is that a bad look, but it's also a bad look coming from the guy who again runs segregated factories. Where? Well, like it's it's not like official policy, right? It's not like oh, we're doing apartheid, just like back home, um, like. It's come out that his factories are like um, informally organized into like whites only sections and blacks only sections. Oh, yeah. Who's who's been reporting on that? Um, let me. Uh, I think it's his Tesla factory. So I'm gonna look that up. So this is from the Guardian, California. Oh. Oh, the thing popped up. California sues Tesla over "quote unquote" racial segregation claims at factory. So, okay. yeah, yeah, the guy runs segregated factories, and he at least doesn't care enough to like nip it in the bud at all. Right. So, um, you know, bad look. I mean, all of that combined. Bad look, but like I would give him like a modicum of like grace in this if he would just acknowledge that it sucks. Yeah. No. He, he, he doesn't. Like, do if he that. was just like, if he was just like, okay. I get your point. I hear you. I do. It's just right now we're going through a phase. Just give it time. We're fixing it. We're working on it. Well, the thing is, he's the only one that this is happening with. Like, you don't really see this with like GM factories. 
you know because they have a pr team that are like hey don't do dumb shit motherfucker yeah right exactly this is how this looks on a massive scale okay well like don't do that i understand wanting to like give him the benefit of the doubt like i totally get that and you know maybe maybe he's not personally on the ground saying no you get over there get to your section yeah like maybe he's not like cracking the whip personally but, but doesn't it say be. something that he's the only one that this is happening with? That we know of. That we know. I mean, if it's happening in other places, I'm sure it would come out. Like, this is the I, only... I mean, it's only at I his mean, the, places that we see it happen. I don't know. Like, look, like if, if I gave you, like, a package of fucking Tesla's tax records, right? And then a package of, of GM's tax records... I'm pretty sure you'd grab the Tesla one first just because you know it's connected with Elon Musk. I mean, I wouldn't know right? what to do with tax records. I mean, just ca- just to be like, well, if I'm if like, I'm looking for see. if I'm looking for like issues, I'm going to look at both. Like I'm like I don't yeah. have a vendetta against Elon Musk personally. Like it's okay. It's not that I don't like him, so I look for things that are bad about him. It's more so that I have seen the bad things about him, and I have come to the conclusion that you yeah, know he's a, not a good not guy. a good guy. Um, like I, 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 I just, I want you to understand I'm not putting the cart before the horse here. Oh yeah. No, I'm, and I'm trying to be like a little bit of devil's advocate. Right. Just yeah. It wouldn't bit. be interesting if you didn't do that. Right. Like, I just, cause like there, there are like good criticisms, like uh, of like freedom of speech. Like what does that mean? And then not offering a good definition of what that means, buying a social media website and then just doing everything wrong in terms of optics. Right. You know? Like, come on. It's not like he can't get a PR team to be like, okay, here's what to do, Elon. And to give him a little bit of grace here, too, he has said on SNL that he has Asperger's. Um, I have some, uh, like, a family member who has Asperger's, um, and I've spent a decent amount of time with them. Um, like, I I can see why things are framed, or why he's framing things like this. Like, it's like i get it um well i mean i don't know like that's that's kind of that feels to me like when roseanne was like yeah sorry i was racist i took ambien you know what i mean well like asperger's is just autism and like a bunch of people have autism and it doesn't make them run segregated factories right or but i mean what i'm trying to get at here is that um elon musk is in a particular situation in that he's a billionaire who has asperger's Right. And everything he does and says is under constant criticism, valid criticism, I'd say. Um, But I I guess what I'm trying to say is through the lens of like, oh, uh, this is a person who might have difficulties empathizing and sympathizing with people. um, And yeah, I'd say he needs to work through that. Need, right, or get some people who can help him deal with that, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, but, if it was if it was his private life, you know, like if he was just just you know an average person, like or even even still a billionaire, which would make him by yeah. definition not an average person. But he, if he was just you know privately, like hey, you know, I got I got these issues or whatever, like that's one thing. But no one's no one asked him to buy Twitter. Like no one asked right. him to and do also, all this. To that point, too, you're not free from repercussions so yeah. like i get that he has asperger's and that that may make him a bit a little bit more um harsh with people or harsh about things yeah um 
but that doesn't free him from the criticism that he he gets from it. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to get at is that um, it 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 takes out that amount of surprise for me. Sure. Right. Where I'm not like if if he says something off the cuff that's like whoa Elon what the hell I'm not surprised. Yeah, my issue lies a lot more with what he does, like his actions. Right. Because like it's it's like I and I I wish I or had even artic- actions too. Like I the whole burger of Elon Musk, the whole Elon Musk burger. Right. Right. right? But well, what I mean is like you're I still eat. responsible for what you do. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. And I wish that I had articulated this better in the moment, but when the last time we talked about Elon Musk, um, which by the way, great episode, listen back to it, listener, if you, if you haven't listened to it, if you haven't listened in a while, it aged very well. But when I was talking about how he like benefited from apartheid, like his wealth came from like child labor and apartheid labor, like for sure, it's not just a problem that that's where his wealth came from, you know, like like you can't hold that against him personally but what you can hold against him personally is what he's done since then like he has this narrative built around him partially from what he said and and done and partially from what people around him have said about him but he has this narrative that he's like a self-made billionaire he has this narrative that like you know he's he is literally on the floor inventing cars right well and here's the funny thing too the so the dude who invented the engine that's on the Falcon 9 is currently retired. Yeah. You know why? Because he got a big buyout. I mean, okay, I wouldn't say a big buyout. He's working for SpaceX. But Elon Musk didn't invent the engine. Exactly. He went to a, a fucking rocketry club in California, which, of course, being in California in Silicon Valley is like a rocket club on steroids. Right. Um, With, like, literal geniuses were, like, just doing this for fun. Yeah. And he found the smartest guy there and was like, hey, I'm starting a rocket company. Come on, let's do this. Um, and they made, granted, a revolutionary rocket engine. Um, the only credit you could really give Elon Musk for that is getting the right people in place. But you, you can't yeah. blame him for the Falcon 9 having been invented. Right. Well, it, it's like. It's like if you tried to say like Steve Jobs invented the iPod. It's like, yeah, technically he paid people and told them to invent the iPod. Like he has a right. role in that. You know, he threw the prototype in the fishbowl and he said there's air bubbles coming out, make it smaller. You know, he motivated yeah. the process. But like you can't really give him the singular credit of inventing the iPod. Just like yeah. with Elon Musk, he has this like narrative built around him that he's literally Tony Stark. And he's like inventing all this stuff when really he's just paying people to invent them and then taking the credit. Mm -hmm. He's like Thomas Edison in that like he does have a background in engineering, I believe, but it's not like he's doing the engineering at his companies. Right, right. Um, I think the only thing Elon Musk can be given some credit for is like just a general interest in what his designers are doing. Sure. And like, okay, cool. But you're not the one making the decisive decisions here. Yeah, that, like, that's that's exactly my point. Yeah, like, um, and like you I can would tell someone to do something, but like you can't take credit for them doing it just because you told them to do it. Right. Um, but anyway, I'm happy to say, kind of. I mean, melancholy, I guess, to say that the um, uh, inventor of the Falcon Nine engine is currently retired. The reason I say melancholy is because I wish you would just keep doing stuff and keep making yeah. stuff. 
I mean, um, I I am fully on board with any one person having the ability like to like retire, retire you yeah. know, off of their work, you know? Yeah. Like I for sure. I like the idea of, you know, someone being able to like not have to work for a wage for the rest of their life. Like like that's the ideal. That's what I want. That's what I want for other people. So yeah. I'm happy for them. You know, but like also I'm I'm curious too. I mean, I, I've never heard Elon Musk claim that he invented the Falcon 9. I've claimed him, I've heard him say that the work that he does with SpaceX helped with the development of the Falcon 9. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Which I say it's, statement. That, that's why I say it's a narrative built around him. It's not necessarily specific claims like, yeah, I invented the Falcon 9 rocket. Like, it's not like specific claims like that it's i i the, the reason i say it's a narrative is because it's a general yeah. like vibe this idea a, a yeah. brand that he's built for himself he's built this yeah. brand of like you know i'm like real life iron man you know like yeah. he has this 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 brand where like if you ask the average person that doesn't know anything about him like they'll be like oh yeah elon musk that cool inventor guy yeah but if you ask them to point to something that he invented, they'll say like something vague, like "Oh yeah, you know the the Tesla car and the rockets." But he didn't invent yeah. those. Or or Hyperloop, which which was a failure and also wasn't even designed to actually work. It was just designed right. to defund public transport. Exactly. Um. Anyway, I mean, so, I think at this point now we're just beating a dead horse. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I'll close out this segment with. Uh, you know, some silver linings, you know, a little, little, little bit of an upside. So, you know, with all of the talk going on about like, you know, free speech and, you know, and and all that people have been asking like, you know, is, is Donald Trump going to be reinstated on Twitter? No, no, he, well, he said he was going to like talk to some civil rights leaders or, uh, well, he said he talked to civil society leaders and then he tagged a bunch of people. Um, basically saying like yeah i talked to these people to see what we should do about it and he said on november 2nd twitter will not allow anyone who was deplatformed for violating twitter rules back on platform until we have a clear process for doing so which will take at least a few more weeks and midterms already passed but people were celebrating yeah, so that, okay you know cool. trump and people like him weren't going to be back on the platform to do election interference right and that, and okay See, that's a good example of, like, good optics. Yeah. Right? That's a great example of, like, we're going to not do this until the primaries are done. I'm not going to actively harm society. Well, the active harm of society is kind of yet to be seen. Um, I mean, yet to be seen in current time. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I, what I mean is in the immediate short term, uh, at mm-hmm. least with this midterm election, like... He's doing the bare minimum of not uh, putting people back on the platform that would uh, shake up that that situation. I will say, actually, though, like mid or not pit, mid uh, post uh, primary time. Now that we're in a lot of Republican leaders, given that they were expecting like a red wave. Yeah, they're trying to get their party to just forget Donald Trump because Trump is the guy who like handpicked a lot of these congressional and Senate race the election people. deniers yeah well i mean not just that just like terrible people just like generally bad people yeah to run for these positions yeah did, did you see that and, he 
I forget which race it was. I think it was for a specific race. Um, but he, Donald Trump said, yeah, you know, if we, if we win, I think I deserve all the credit. And if we lose, I deserve none of the blame. Like that is like nearly verbatim what he said. The epitome of how life doesn't work. Like that's exactly. Well, that's how we've been seeing him. That's how we've been discussing Donald Trump. But now he's just saying it out loud. Right. Well, and so like even Mitch McConnell, right? Um, I forget. This was like a couple months ago. He, Mitch McConnell said like the, these midterms will be a report card for uh, for Biden, right? If this is the report card for Joe Biden, I'd said we we did pretty good. Yeah. Um, we did pretty damn good. Um, but furthermore, he also said that if the midterms don't go great for Republicans, it's because he didn't pick the people who were running. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the issues that they were running into weren't to do with um, how good the Democratic opponents were, but with how poor the Republican uh, opponents were. Yeah. Um, and I mean, with that said, now post primary we have a lot of people in the republican higher-ups just saying ignore donald trump just drop him have desantis be the head of the party like we if we kind of sad that desantis is their next best option i mean at least desantis can like kind of do the yes sir i'll do what you say yeah he's a soldier right but, but like you know like he's the epitome of like beta cuck he has like no charisma you know, he's even policy aside, just just kind of a wet blanket. Sad yeah. that that's what they're working with. True. I like. I don't know like enough about him personally to say. I just know that like, just super right wing and also ridiculously corrupt. Yeah, I hear he's against weed because it smells bad. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 it of all the reasons to be against legal weed like that's i mean at least it's it's honest but that's got to be the funniest oh, reason all right it smells bad all right it's it's a little stinky yeah that's why i'm against conolingus but you don't see me <laughs> you know i just you know dude I just, I like just... give it one more election cycle the republicans will run on making it illegal to eat pussy uh, for sure why <laughs> That's what they're going to go after after they ban contraception. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and that's the thing, too. Like, a lot of states now have codified uh, abortion rights into their state constitutions. Great thing. Love it. Yeah, shout out. Um, I'm just, shout out. Um, I'm just excited to see if the, um, if, 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 hold on. I'm trying to find the right words. I'm just curious to see if the, um, people in the federal government will try to make it federally illegal and then like watch the standoff. Yeah. Cause again, it's about states rights, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's states rights when they control the states, but when they don't or when they get control of the federal government, then it's like states rights who No, that no, the, I am going to right. take totalitarian control over your personal life. Yeah. It's states' so, rights until they take the federal government. Right. And, you know, that's why I see people like Lindsey Graham, for instance, who will, by the way, probably punch his mother for a dollar. Right. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, and I, like, he said, 
multiple times. No, we just want this to be like a state's rights issue just to like now introduce a federal bill trying to ban abortion. Exactly. Um, at a certain point in time. Well, um, since time in memoriam, conservatives have like vied for power, and when they aren't in a position to get it federally, they they do the state's rights grift. Like that's just right. That's been the thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But, yeah, my that, whole thing is you can't you can't just like democracy when it's convenient. That's my yeah two cents. Yeah, I I think this midterm cycle has proved me right in in my idea. That if you just promise good things and then do those good things, you'll win. Yeah, or if you do something that's objectively bad, yeah, that everyone uh, yeah, and on the flip side, dislikes. If you say right. I am going to harm you, you'll lose. Right. That's if, that's if, that's been proven right in this election cycle. I was talking to a a, a guy at work the other day. He's uh, he's going to school for, or he went to school for like. Uh, I don't remember what his major was, but he he did a lot of like political science adjacent stuff. And yeah. he was talking about like election uh, strategies and, you know, how, you know, George Bush, you know, rallied his base in the 2000 and 2004 elections. And, you know, that's that's how he won. And, you know, there's all these different strategies. And actually in 2000, he won because the Supreme Court ruled that he won. That's but... true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard they recounted Florida and it turned out Gore won or uh, it was Al Gore yeah. in the 2000 election, right? Yeah. The but like it doesn't matter how many votes you get because the electoral college does it anyway. Like, yeah, they don't. They don't care. They don't, don't care about democracy. People... Right. But anyway, he was talking about like yeah, and you know the Democrats they got to elect the most electable person and and all that. And I've never bought that. I've never bought into that. The whole like electability thing. Like Hillary Clinton you, okay. was the electable one in 2016, and she was well, wildly unpopular. She ran on "I will uphold the status quo." Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders was talking about specific policies he was going to do, and he was wildly popular. And it took a wild amount of collusion to get him to lose the primary. Well, but to that fact too, for instance, Barack Obama. Um, people th- think in 2007. What like two thousand? What is it? Uh, two thousand six. That he was a, a runnable candidate, mainly because he was black, right? Right, and um, you know, beyond that fact, they couldn't see how you could get a, a black man elected, right? And right? he ran on hope and change. Now, when he was president, he didn't really do a lot of the things he promised. I mean, ACA. That's something, but you know, he was running on like I think he ran on a public option, didn't really fight for that, and he was you know promising hope and changing it was going to be something different, and that's that appealed to people, and that's that's and, exactly the core of my argument. If you say it, politics, like when you take out all of the like four D chess, it's pretty simple. It's just you know it's it's. Like, what policy are you going to do? Because that's what you do when you're in office. You enact policy. What are you going to do to improve the lives of the the people that you represent? That's what it's supposed to be. I will say, though, based on just, like, what I've seen in documentaries, what I've seen, what I've learned from, like, classes here, um, there there's a stark difference between what you say, what gets you elected, and what can be passed. Sure. Right? So... You can run on a public option because that will that will really rally your base, get your whips in order and get th- get you into office. Right. Um, it's a whole different ball game when you get into, I don't know, a, a, a split 
government, right? Where you have a very thin margin of what people will agree on. Sure. Right? Yeah, there are obstacles passing legislation, but my problem isn't like that, you know, we didn't get a public option. That's not the the core of my problem. The core of, of the issue that I see with it is that he, like the Democrats at large, don't fight for stuff like that. Like they don't even right. make the attempt. Well, that's where the issue lies for me. And we're, we're like with the with the ACA, Obama was like, "We're going to get a public option. It's going to be great." Then he went in and he was like, "Okay, I'm getting a lot of money from the from the the, the you know the the health uh, industry and all that." And so he was like, "All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to propose this policy that that Mitt Romney ran on and the the Heritage Foundation put together. This is the conservative health care plan." He proposed that, and then the Republicans were like, no, I hate you. Go die, and I'm going to spit in your face. And then they like compromised on it and compromised and compromised and got it stripped down to what it became. Well, it's not even that. So it's not even – I. so I saw this one document, documentary about the passage of the ACA because it was very much like a David and Goliath's kind of story. Um, what was going on was Obama realized getting a public – or a, a single-payer health care plan was going to be impossible to pass. You can spend your entire term trying to pass this, but you won't get it passed. Um, you can do this other idea, which was kind of like the predecessor to the ACA, which is what you were talking about with Mitt Romney and um, a lot of other conservatives uh, were pushing. Um, and so what he did was, because he, again, has a PhD in constitutional law, so he knows how this shit is on paper supposed to work, um, he decided to get a bunch of people who had issues with it and talk to them and be like, Hey, what's your issue? How do we change this? How do we, how we, can we come to a, a compromise? What he found out was it's not even that the Republicans wanted a compromise. They just didn't want it to pass because he was passing it. Right. Right. Yeah. The Republicans are going to brand you as a crazy socialist, no matter what. So you might as well make the attempt to pass something good. Well, cause even if you have to end up compromising, even, even if you have to end up compromising, like, if you shoot like for the for the stars, you'll at least hit the moon, right? But if you're not even shooting for the moon, like what are you gonna get? I mean, again, there's what you will run on and what can get passed. Um Well, it's not just what can get passed, it's what you have the motivation to pass. Because don't forget we have like a huge amount of money in our political system. Essentially, the more money you individually have or you as like a like a a coalition of sorts. Like the more money you have, the more likely you are to get what you want passed, because well, of yeah, lobbying that, and that campaign money, donations. All that money isn't always um, directed toward the same objectives, right? Some some giant piles of money are diametrically opposed, mm-hmm. and when added together, um, but there aren't any piles in, in, of money advocating in, in, for single payer health care. Yeah, there there are. The issue is there's also other piles of money advocating for a privatized healthcare system that we already have, but the kind of the status quo. Well, right? if there is a pile of money advocating for single payer, I I mean, I don't know, but I could I would bet that it's a lot smaller than the pile of money oh, advocating yeah. to keep the status quo. For sure. Yeah. So like you can't um, ignore that influence on the system. It's not just like, I oh, you know, yeah. we can't we can't get this passed. It's like. Well, I don't really want to pass that because I want to, you know, keep the campaign donations coming in from the insurance industry. Well, and here's the thing. Um, what I was trying to get at is there are some there are multiple piles of money in government in our system 
that are diametrically opposed and that net zero change, yeah. right? Is it inefficient? If you're looking at it in a dollar per dollar sense, yeah. Um, but the the whole purpose of government isn't necessarily to be efficient. It's to pass legislation uh, that 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 your constituencies agree with. Yeah, and I I think it's not really conducive to that to have piles of money agree. be the deciding factor for what gets passed. Yeah, um, and that is really what goes into corruption. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like the yeah yeah. So my point um, is that it's not just like oh you know we got to work with the Republicans and you know you get a compromise reach across the aisle. It's not just that. It's the, the Democrats don't aren't really motivated to to fight for their base. They're motivated to maintain the status quo at the behest of their uh the, of their donors. I mean yes and no. I mean I I get your point. Um, but also I would I would say. There's a very human component in that, which is that when every problem looks like a nail, you'd want to solve it like a hammer, right? And so I think part of it is not only the fact there's so much money in it, but also because that's how they're just used to getting things done and they lack creativity. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's just me like wanting to see the good in everyone. Yeah. I don't, well, well, how uh, long did Obama or I guess the Democrats like as a party how long did they have a filibuster proof majority like they they had like a good chunk of time to pass essentially whatever they wanted barely passed hmm? yeah the aca barely passed um but he had a a super majority for like like a a few months right right but because obama being a dude of like ph again phd in constitutional law and a person who has like um what is it principles of how he would like to get things done because not i think with a lot of democrats it's not what you get done is how you get it done as well that matters um instead of just kind of pushing through legislation regardless of how the other side feels he wanted to have a discussion about it and if he could make something that was actually mutually beneficial maybe because for as far as he knew the republicans actually had a good point on some things right and that some of the things that he was proposing actually wouldn't work, and that's what he wanted to explore. Yeah, I don't, um, I, I don't know. That feels like kind of an excuse because the the Republicans will never consider the feelings of Democrats when they pass their legislation. They're never going to consider that. So, like in participating in that system, you kind of have a duty to match them on that, right? Or else you're sl- I mean, you're slanting it heavily in the republicans favor you're essentially giving them congress if you if you do you know all that effort to you know to reach out to them and you know have a discussion and all that when they will just do whatever they want regardless of how you feel you're giving them the system right well that's where it comes to the whole and inherent system of democracy to kind of save the day for instance um the reason we have a majority uh conservative Supreme Court is because Trump did that, right? He just kept on pushing Supreme Court justices when one would retire, one would pass away. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't really give Republicans credit for that because they don't decide who leaves the Supreme Court and or when someone dies. As far as we um, know. As far as we know. But, I mean, they do decide if they have a majority in Congress and Senate or if they have a majority, a supermajority in Congress. 
um, they do get to decide who gets nominated to go up to the Supreme Court. Um, what I'm trying to say is Supreme Court did something that was inherently disliked by most Americans, which was the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Yeah. The repercussions of that was potentially, and again, there's going to have to be research done on this because this happened recently, but this expected red wave that never happened, right? And this relatively well-fared um, uh, midterm that the Democrats were expecting to have a fucking slaughter, right? Um, we weathered the storm pretty well. Yeah. Well, I think... I'd say... I think that that kind of gets back to my point of my original point that the this midterm cycle proved my theory correct because Democrats lately have been doing surprisingly more than the bare minimum. They've actually been fighting for abortion rights and like Joe Biden like passed the student debt relief. You know, now it's kind of being torn apart and it's being attacked a lot, but like he at least got it through. Like he got something done. Yeah. Democrats for sure. Are, well, and that's because too. That's because not because he had a debate with anyone on the student loan debt forgiveness. It's because as the chief executive of the executive branch, he has the power to do that single handedly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. If the Republicans right? are going to do anything they can to pass their agenda, you have a duty to do the same for your agenda, or else it throws the system out of balance. Like mm-hmm. even beyond just wanting to do good things like if you care about the process if you care about the system like you should balance it right but my point is that like democrats have been doing generally good things and that makes them more favorable well right and that but also, leads to them um, winning more and that proves also, my point correct if you do good things you'll be reelected. people like it it turns out right. when you do good things for them and it turns out when the when the um opposing party does something that is generally bad it also harms their party as well yeah i've been right? saying that's this. what i'm saying is is also t- to an extent it doesn't really matter um in some cases it doesn't really matter how much money is in a in a problem or in a certain lobby group for a certain problem it matters how much that problem is weighed to the to the voter right and like, for instance, this go around with these primaries, I noticed a lot of Democrats just saying, don't even look at the polls. This is what we need you to do. Just go. Just vote. It's all you need to do. Right. Because well, yeah. the polls were predicting that we would lose House and Senate. Right. If you just ignore that fact or ignore that what was pres- presumed to be a fact and you just go and vote for what you think is the right thing or who you think is the right person. um you can defy the odds. Right. Well, I've been saying this since like 2016. Like if like, you know, you can run on my other, my opponent is a a neo-fascist. Like you can run on that, but you kind of have to provide an alternative to them. Like it wasn't enough for Hillary Clinton to say like, yeah, Donald Trump is going to do all these bad things. Like her, her platform was, I'm going to do business as usual, which wasn't working for people. So like well, it's not enough to say, say the other guy is bad. You also have to make the argument for why you're better. It was it's not even like it was I would say partly that she was running on her opponent is bad, but also because um her also because her opponent was Donald Trump and no one was taking that seriously, at least on the left. Um and in retrospect, given that Donald Trump won the election in 2016, um like I would have been like, no, take this seriously because he is the Republican nominee. 
right? If we're going to talk where the rubber hits the road, let's talk about that and not just the fact that you're running against him. Right. Well, she was also talking joke. down to people that were going to vote for him or people that would potentially right. vote for and that's him. That's not a, calling right, them like baskets because, of deplorables. Like that's not how you convince people to vote for you. Right. And that was also kind of under the impression that the polls they were getting about who was supporting Donald Trump wasn't the people they were after anyway. Right. There weren't those weren't brains. You're going to you're going to change their minds. Well, there right? was a significant number of people and that I, voted for Obama twice that voted for Trump. Right. So clearly I mean. he was speaking to something that was like nonpartisan. Like people generally were, you know, feeling disaffected by the status quo. So you can't mm-hmm. campaign on maintaining that very same status quo. As bad as a candidate or I guess as bad as a politician Trump was, like he still managed to speak to people's very real frustrations in a way that oh, Hillary yeah. Clinton never could because she's very like out of touch. She doesn't care about the average person. She doesn't well, right. she doesn't know like the struggles of of uh, regular Americans. Right, but she does know like and I know I'm going to say this people will be like she's not fucking honest, but she knows how to speak um w- without having those like those those pesky what are they? um logical fallacies. Right, because that's kind of generally how Democrats like to communicate, you know. What do you mean? It's like, um, like not having like a scapegoat in your argument, right? Or not uh, having red herrings or uh, no true Scotsman fallacies, right? Um, where like that's kind of the audience that the Democrats, at least I, from what I could pick up in 2016, were trying to get at at least coming off of the obama administration that what that was trying to run off of a uh administration that was transparent with their constituents um and the the trump supporting folk um either didn't know about logical fallacies and i'm not saying it all came down to logical fallacies but you can hide a lot of crucial information behind a logical fallacy Wait, so who's right. who's using the logical foul? I'm kind of like confused yeah, here I'm what you're get saying. So Trump was I'm saying Trump either intentionally or unintentionally was using logical fallacies. Not saying that was the only reason. Well, like what fallacies that, was he using? Oh, like if one of his supporters did something that was objectively wrong and out opposed to what he was running on. Oh, no true Republican would actually oh, have done that. Yeah. Right? No true Scotsman. Yeah, it's the same um, thing having, that they they do to this day. Like after the guy attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer, like Charlie right. Kirk the next day was like, "Yeah, you know, he's not really a real MAGA Republican, although it would be really cool if a MAGA Republican did bail him out." You know, what he did was cool and awesome, but also he was a gay lover. Okay. Right, but you can hide a lot of shit behind that, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I yeah, and, I, I agree. Like they're still doing And that. what I'm, what I'm trying to say is um I I don't I don't think from what I picked up in 2016, again, that was like eight years ago now. Wait, no, wait, six years ago now. Um, you know, I I didn't see, I saw Hillary trying to be transparent in the sense that she was just going to maintain the status quo, which relevant rele- with relevance to the Obama administration, eh, pretty good. Okay, sure. Right? Yeah, um, I mean, honesty is a good quality, but not if you're being honest about how just milk toast you're gonna be like i mean it, it's if, fine being on it like it's cool but i wish that she was different 
I wish she uh, wasn't yeah, a lot toast. Of, I wish a lot of people were. Uh, I wish a lot of people would actually like push the envelope a little bit. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, the the people in the in the Democratic Party were very, even now, very comfortable with Obama. Um, some may even go as far as to say, um, what's the word? Um, when you're too comfortable that to the point where you won't change. Oh, complacent. Um, complacent. Complacent with Obama. Um, and to have someone come up there and and kind of shake the boat on something that's already pretty comfortable like i i get your point well pretty comfortable like i guess for wealthy liberals like the status quo wasn't comfortable for most people true like people were like homeless out on the streets having to work multiple jobs and barely get by in 2016 yeah yeah for a lot of recent history for like as a result of like neoliberal policies like you know reagan like ruined uh, everything and like nothing really like fixed that like like as as many reforms as as there have been to try to roll back a lot of the you know the horrible stuff that reagan did just as an example you know like like not to say reagan is the only person that's done bad policy or he's only done bad policy but like as an example reagan you know ruined a lot of people's lives he ruined a lot of the economy mm-hmm. and yeah like the level with which he ruined stuff like it hasn't really been unruined enough to compensate for that so people are still affected by that and people are still hurting and yeah no and I, like it's I, it's kind I, of like a privileged perspective like it's a, a really like rich white liberal perspective to be like yeah, you know, things were fine. I don't know why people voted for Trump. I I thought that my life was good. Like it's it's just well, a really because, privileged out of touch perspective. Well, also because Trump wasn't trying to rally those kind of people, right? He was trying to rally the people who were un- unaimed and angry. Which Well, that's fair. what I'm saying. People were angry at the status quo. People were angry at how things yeah, were going. They right. weren't you know, seeing any you know help uh, true and but he, also he help, spoke to general um, he spoke to genuine frustration even if he like didn't have solutions he at least matched their vibe i mean he matched their vibe but he also was like using like logical fallacies right right like i mean it, i'm not like, i'm not putting a value instance. judgment on that like he did bad right. things to appeal to them but like he still appealed to them well, also, to that point, if change could happen overnight, and if all men were angels, who wouldn't need a government? But Well, no one's asking for change overnight. They're just asking for an attempt to change things. So it's not necessarily that they want change. They want the attempt of it. Well, they want the change, but like the frustration is that Democrats, you know, more specifically, don't even make the attempt. They say things like, hey, yeah, you know, the Republicans are blocking uh, the stuff. And it's like, well, we don't even see you trying. Like, you're not making the attempt. You're not going out there. You're not campaigning. For well, this you, stuff. you know, because, for instance, um, like, yeah, you could go out and campaign, but the people who are already blocking it, like, usually aren't on the on the steps of a primary. You're like, you're not gonna 
you're not going to change the fact that you're going to be eating a struggle muffin in Congress. Sure, but you can put public pressure on campaigning. people. There are things that you can do. You can at least make the attempt. If you, let's say you get elected, even if you can't get anything passed, if you can show that you're trying, if you can show that you're making the attempt, like, hey, this is the legislation I proposed. These are the people I could get to vote for it. These are the people that voted against it. You can see I'm trying here. That'll get you reelected, and it'll get the people that are opposing you. It can also be out. Well, to that point, like I have no issue with people trying, but there's a. But there's it, what I'm saying is, optics, if you there if are you, optics involved with that, where trying too much can be seen to seen as pandering, and trying without any repercussion or any effect can be seen as lying. Well, what I'm saying is, if you can show, like, if you can show the receipts that you're making the attempt. And you'll probably end up getting things done a if you try enough. Wanna, a lot of people don't care to look at the receipts, Alex. <laughs> a lot of people don't care. They just care about I think how they their do. life has I think changed. Bernie Sanders was wildly popular because he had a very long track record of getting things done and fighting for his constituents. And what I'm saying right. is if you can show that you have a record of fighting for substantive good things for average people, they will come out and vote for you. And that's what was shown right. in this last election. Democrats were doing good things. And people came out mm-hmm. as a result and voted them back in and said, yeah, let's keep this going. But when you go and, in, but when you go in and say like, oh, yeah, you know, I probably couldn't get it past the Republicans. So I'm not even going to try. Like it shows like, oh, this person doesn't really care. And it does not excite anyone. I, I, I guess agree to disagree. Um, I don't it's not that I see the lack of effort on the side of the of the Democrats. What I see is. um determined strategy strategy determined strategy they're trying to strategize that's the word i'm looking for um and to what effect that's working i'm not sure clearly we're seeing the same thing but attributing different factors to it um but i mean i guess i'm not i i would prefer something good generally good that was passed in its entirety or most of its entirety, rather than a bunch of half-assed attempts. Well, like, what do you mean half-assed attempts? Like, it's not like I'm writing on a napkin, do good things, and, you know, handing that off to the legislator, like, to the to the, to the the legislative body, you know? Like, it's not, like, some half-assed thing. It's, like, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm, like, getting at. The Human Rights Act. The Human Rights not Act. Not Human Rights Act. Uh, the, uh, God, it was gendered, right? Uh, it's, it was just a, a gendered rights act to make sure that legally men and women were treated the same under the law. Okay. What, what about that? Um, Democrats tried to push that through, um, tried the being the thing Wait, miserably when? failed. I forget that. See, I'm, I'm, I, I can think of examples. I just forget temporally where they're placed yeah. in, t- in terms of when, well, is this like last five years, 20 years ago? I last five years for sure. Um, I remember when Bernie Sanders tried to pass a um, Medicare for all bill, obviously miserably pa- passed or not passed it miserably failed. Um, yeah, because he doesn't have the support of his party. And obviously he doesn't have the support of Republicans, but right. Like, but he was out there campaigning, was he not? Yeah. But what I'm then why didn't it work? Well, no one single legislator can get things passed. What I'm. 
No, exactly. I, and not no, I think, all. No, no, I understand what you're saying. Not, no one yeah. legislator can get their entire agenda passed. I'm talking more systemically, like if the party, like if they were to like act as a unit, like the Democrat. I'm not saying like, you know, Josh Hawley should go out there and do whatever. Like I'm saying if the Democrats acted as a as a let's let's say like a political party if they acted as some kind of political party and had a good platform that like they they would be able to show that they're fighting for like if they worked together and said hey i'm going to do this list of good things and then they could show that they were fighting for those good things and maybe they passed some of it but what i'm saying is but, like yeah but like if for instance the democratic platform they have like a whole like thing like a whole written out thing about the democratic platform uh kind of outlining like oh we want everyone to be fed and everyone to be closed yeah but people don't see people like uh, people don't see the democrats fighting for it at least not in california (laughs) the most democratic state in the union um for instance uh you know the speaker of the house for nancy pelosi well gonna be former speaker of the house but um she is on board with that policy right with the policy of like um affordable housing well there's something a difference that, between saying that you're on board with something and actually campaigning and fighting for it right right but i mean i see the democratic party c- campaigning on having affordable housing right like yeah that's what they that's like their whole spiel that's our whole spiel um right but are they willing to like take on landlords take on corporations buying up housing i don't really it's not see just that the party they even as a party they're only about 50 percent on any given year so you have to convince people on the other side and you have to trust that the campaigning that you did also this is where strategy comes in because you have to make sure um you place pressure on the legislators on the idea that they could lose their job if they do not do the will of their constituents mm-hmm. which means you have to campaign on the other side to get people who vote Republican to either vote for a different Republican who will sign off on something or vote Democratic, mm-hmm. right? That only works if you're on, um, I don't know, the, the heels of a, of a primary election or a state is having a, a state election for representatives, right? So, yeah, campaigning can do some stuff only when uh, the Democrat product, get Democratic process is underway. Um, but otherwise you have to, you have to compromise and talk to people and come to a mutual agreement to pass legislation. That's just how it works. Well, what I'm saying is over like multiple election cycles, if you want to build up a strong majority in like the house and the Senate, what I'm saying is your strategy, like I ideally would be, you know, here's the list of things that I'm going to fight for. And then you get elected, you get whatever number of Democrats elected. And they fight for it and they can show like, hey, you know, I I tried to get this passed, but this guy that this other person is going to run against in the next election, you see this person right here, they're voting against this good thing that would help you. So what the party is going to do is we're going to nominate this person to run against them. And if you can like show like, hey, we need this number of seats so we can pass this thing, which I mean, is like what, they, which is what they've been trying to do. The, like, I'm not proposing anything yeah. wildly different. What I'm no. what I'm saying is if like they actually effectively did it, like not just say like, yeah, no, we're, we'll we'll make a vague promise to do something 
like if they could show like concretely like yeah we are going to pass this whatever this thing if we get this number of seats you know what i mean like like well, it, yeah, it's pretty sure it's pretty straightforward uh, well, what they've been yeah, doing is saying like yeah we're gonna do good things not not listing any specifics we're gonna do good things but we need more seats just more seats to do blue well, legislation well and yeah and i'm sure if i filled my cheeks with water and try to put out a house fire like i'm sure if that worked i'd be doing it right but the fact of the matter is sometimes it just doesn't work sometimes it just doesn't work right um and that's based on a whole bunch of factors but i mean um i i don't that's the thing like governing is messy yeah i don't understand how what i'm saying is like wild like a wild concept and i'm not saying it's it's wild i'm saying um what am i saying i'm saying i don't know it's more like i i don't vicious like i I see you asserting blame to very specific things that i don't i'm not sure those specific things are to blame that being the money in politics is not always to blame for things because ultimately the voters have the the right to vote Um, right but the vote is influenced by the money that's the problem and i'm not denying that i'm saying it's not always the case there are exceptions to that rule is what i'm trying to point at and yeah i don't I guess agree to disagree. I like these discussions, though. These are really nice. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm trying to understand what you disagree with with what I'm saying. Um, it's not as sh- it's equally not as shitty and equally not as straightforward as I think you view it. Yeah, I mean, I understand the system is complicated, but I'm like speaking in broad strokes, like. Like, is, is it not a good point that I'm making that if Democrats could show that they were fighting for good, like the the way I see it now and the way a lot of people see yeah. it is the Democrats aren't really fighting for people. They're like suggesting good things to do and saying, hey, Republicans, do we have permission to do this? So, you know what? I'm, I think this is what I'm I'm this is the, what I'm seeing with your argument is that you think that. If Democrats went out and campaigned more on these issues, the result would be more of those of those issues seeing change based on it being passed in Congress, right? Well, the idea is that you campaign on that, you make the promise, and yeah. maybe people don't believe you right away because like you've you've kind of set up the expectation that you're gonna say you're gonna do, you know, whatever number of things and you'll maybe fight for some of it. Like that's the expectation now. But if you can, like, mm-hmm. set the precedent that your word matters, if you can set the precedent that, you know, this list of things, like, you will fight for all of those things. Like, if you can set the precedent by getting whatever number of seats you can get elected, like, that's, you know, like, essentially phase one of my quote unquote strategy, right? So, like, you campaign on, like, the, I promise to do, you know, this, you know, legalize weed, get some, you know, maybe start campaigning on, like, a uh like a public option or say like yeah i'm gonna fight for single payer or at least a public option you know like essentially you know make the list of things that you're gonna fight for get whoever you can elected but show that you have been trying to get that stuff passed even if you can't if you can show that you've tried people will see that and and you can you know effectively campaign on it people will respond by 
saying, oh, well, I see now that these people are actually, you know, fighting for what they say they're going to do. And then, you That's know, under the impression that they're not also, like, getting different points of view from the media, too. Like, Fox News can spin some wicked shit, man. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, what I think what you're- Yeah, and that's an obstacle, but it's, like- It's just, to me, it's not realistic because- well, like, I, regardless, I, 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 even I, if there are two, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, like, this is what they could do. And you're pointing out obstacles, valid obstacles. But that's just something that you have to overcome. You have to overcome Fox right. News painting you out to be a literal demon. Yeah. But also, like, again, if I could fill my cheeks with water and put out a house fire, I would. Right. Like, sometimes it just doesn't like a lot of times it just doesn't work. Um, and. It to me like that's like if if you want to have a platform that runs in single payer healthcare, affordable housing, you know, Medicaid for all, I, whatever the case may be, like cool, get in line. A lot of people are already doing that, and it's not working. Yeah, because there's not like, like it's not the party, like it's not their. It like is the direct, party, actually. It's on no, the what I'm saying party, is like the directive the of the party isn't like we're going to do single payer. We're going to, you know, take on corporations buying up houses and running them back for exorbitant rates. It, it is on the party platform that they have a whole written up thing on the party platform that's on it. The well, issue if it's is not if it is on the platform, agrees. if it is on the platform, they're not fighting for it. Like the party at large isn't fight- maybe some more well, progressive more left democrats are individually but what i'm saying is collectively the party if they were to fight for those things and be able to show that they are fighting for it they'd be able to get more seats and they'd be more capable of fighting for it and this is all well, assuming also, that they want to the thing is, get that stuff passed not all states are experiencing all the same issues at the same rate or amount which also means that different states have different views on those issues and are susceptible to different counterpoints. Sure. But right? like so, people generally talking, want to not spend more on healthcare. Like people don't especially, want to spend more money. Especially if their constituents in those areas may not be struggling with healthcare at the moment, right? It doesn't they they don't see the issue and then they're more susceptible to the fear mongering. Like what areas right about, aren't struggling with healthcare? And I'm just using that as a general turn. Like, I'm, what I'm trying to point out is not all areas are struggling with the same main issues at the same amounts at the same time. Sure, you might have to cater Which, your message to different areas. Like, if you have someone right. running in Wisconsin, you might stress different things than someone running in California. Like, I, that's not lost on me. Right. But that also means that they, with relevance to those points that they're not struggling with, they're more susceptible to counterpoints about those those policies that the Democrats are trying to push through. So, for instance, and this is just I, this isn't backed by data, just an example. Let's say one area um, isn't struggling with affordable housing and their housing is actually very affordable. Um, and then the Democratic Party says, well, we're running on a platform of affordable housing. They say, OK, I mean, sure, but we're, we already have that. Then they hear from maybe some centrist group or right group um, or just a news organization or a statistician or something that says if you make affordable housing, uh, it means that you can get you'll get a lot more people. Right. Which statistics show once you have a larger population, it means more crime, which means 
you have you have to make a prison or you need to improve infrastructure um which will cost a lot of tax dollars also nimby not in my backyard right so then you have people who are more susceptible to those talking points right who then go out and vote and they vote in a person who runs on those talking points well i think you're assuming that the democrats wouldn't fight against that they they don't look in california right i'm not saying they should do exactly what they are doing now i'm saying that they should be different right but that's not the responsibility of the party to um i'm trying i don't know how else to phrase this well look you're you're making a lot of arguments on what is i'm saying what should be right and i'm saying what should be i don't see as being very realistic because people aren't perfect and people don't always agree on everything sure but people agree that they don't want to pay more for healthcare, for example. Like people. On average, yeah. The population I mean, has populist uh, policy positions. Right. Exactly. Well, th- but. So what I'm saying I'm, is you appeal to. If I can to finish that. my example real quick, can I let me just finish my example real quick? And I'm trying to explain my whole thing. So the people who, who aren't experiencing a housing crisis, who are more susceptible to talking points against making affordable housing, Vote people in on the Democratic ticket who aren't as friendly to the ideas of passing affordable housing legislation federally, right? So then the party tries to pass a bill. And of course, they try to get their whips, which are people, uh, in case someone's listening and doesn't know what a whip is, whip is a person who tries to get everyone in the party on the same page to vote for one thing of legislation, right? It's kind of a way to, like, how are you feeling about this legislation? Cool. Glad to hear you agree. Or where don't you agree with this legislation? Anyway, try to get their whips into into order. And you have Joe Schmo from a district that doesn't have an issue with housing, who says, you know what? I you know, I've been told a lot of stuff that crime will go up, and that's just something my constituents don't want to have to deal with. I'm gonna vote against this. Sure. I don't like it. Yeah, if you have the and- party only run on affordable housing, like maybe they're susceptible to that. I would say just counter their messaging with better messaging. Like it's not impossible, but it's not just any one policy. It's a list of policies. So even if you have an area that miraculously has no issues with housing, like everyone can afford a house. They're all comfortable. Like even if you are in that miraculous situation, you could still have other things on the list like, hey, legal weed, pretty popular. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. medical autonomy, pretty popular. If you have a strong list of things, a varied list of things, everyone will find at least one thing that they are willing to vote for. Uh, yeah, but then you also have the people like Ted Cruz who will always find a way to vote for the worst possible thing. It, no, what thing I'm is saying is vote like, like voters. I'm not talking about legislators voting. I'm talking about voters like voting in candidates. Like if you have yeah, them those run on a will vote for that a, legislation, the the people we're a representative democracy, you know. It's yeah, not so just you vote the in people. the representatives that are running on that policy is what I'm saying. So if the party has a list like legal weed, medical autonomy, affordable housing, uh, you know, universal health care, like they will get voted into Congress on that because people will find at least one thing, probably more. That they are willing to go out and you know take the time to vote for and what i'm saying is that if you run on that you can gain more seats and and pass that and it compounds on itself it's like how fdr was like 
impossible to run against because he just kept doing good things. They had to put in term limits to get him out because he kept he doing died. good no, things. No, he died before he could finish. He, it yeah, but wasn't didn't they put in term running. limits as a result of his like streak yeah, of winning? Because the the whole well also one he was a wartime president when you're in wartime you have extended executive powers so and he also yeah, did he the had, new deal yeah um true and then he was kind of rescued by the war as well a part of the new deal too before the war was happening for instance um they had a whole thing where like at uh national parks for instance they would have one team of guys go out that they would pay to go out and spread out leaves and another team of guys who were paid to go and rake them back up. And in the morning, they would do it again. And that was just to get money flowing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. That, there's a big difference between having something to do that and having extended powers because you're in wartime. Okay. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is it's not because of the New Deal that the economy miraculously made a recovery after the Great Depression. It's also because we were fighting a war. Right, and then, but what I'm saying is the New Deal was popular, and it contributed to FDR continuously being reelected. Yeah, and I don't know the full. Like my, the thesis of my statement, the the the, yeah. the thesis of what I'm getting at is, if you do good things, people will continue to vote for you. I I don't think that's really radical. And, and what I'm the, saying, the original is, point that I wanted to make you... is that this midterm cycle, you know, is a good piece of evidence for that. Hey, Alex, I I love you, man. You're a great guy. I just want to. I really like these discussions and I want, I want to let you know that it's respectful. Yeah. 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 So I guess my whole thesis is like, it's a lot more complicated than that. And like, I agree with you. The thing is if every, yeah, if everyone agreed on the means and extents and logistics of issues, then we would be able to get shit passed. Like then it would work. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the case. People, people are susceptible to all sorts of different points of views and just different, different things. People, it just is messy and it's not as, it's not as clear cut as if I just convince people that I have the right direction, they'll vote for me. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a messy system. I'm saying that like that, that should just be like what you operate on. Like, I'm not saying that there are no obstacles. I'm not saying that there's nothing that you have to fight against in that process. I'm saying that should be the process, though. Yeah, I mean, it should be. Yeah. (laughs) The banks should be transparent and not have predatory loaning practices. Yeah, yeah. And And billionaires should have to pay a proportional amount of taxes than everyone else. Yeah, and, like, Um, there are ways to accomplish that goal. Like, there are ways to accomplish those goals. Like, I guess the the main point that I'm trying to make is, like, it is possible for things to be different. And, like, they should be different. And I, I think things should be different, too. Yeah, um, so, I just don't sounds see like we agree on everything. Sounds like we are in uh, complete, complete think... alignment. We have no disagreements with uh Well, I think this other. is a great example. So, we are kind of two and a half hours okay. collectively into this uh, session file. So we watched a movie this week. We watched a movie. Oh, a movie that desperately fucked me up. Yeah. Yeah, you were telling Ooh. me you had gone like like a full day without sleep. Like over 24 hours. Yeah. Like so the movie we watched this week was hours. Nope. Uh, Jordan Peele's yeah. Nope. 
So people, um, just a just, just a little viewer discretion is advised thing. Um, don't go a night without sleeping and then watch a fucking monkey maul people to death. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> generally don't that's, go a night without sleeping. But if you're going to, don't cap it off with off a, a chimpanzee a murdering a whole set of people because that will fuck you up. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Yeah. So I mean, at first when I was watching this, I was like, "Shit's boring." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bunch I, of horse people. Yeah, you kind of have to go in with, with the right expectations because, like, it, it's right. kind of well, like if you've seen Get Out, it's the same guy that did Get Out, it's yeah. like it's horror, but it's kind of abstract. You know, like there's a lot of like a lot of sequences lot of- that don't literally make sense, but like if yeah. you view it like like viewing a painting, you know, like if you yeah. look at it like as a piece of art, it makes a lot more sense. Right. Um. So, like, there were a lot of things, like, in the beginning that were definitely things like, oh, that, yeah, that's, like, I know this is a horror movie, so, that, like, I'm already gauged for that. Right. Like, the but stuff like, falling from the sky, hitting, uh, in the beginning, like, hitting the I, guy in the, in the head. Like, things don't just fall from the sky and then penetrate five inches into your skull. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, especially, like, a coin. Right. From yeah. The, from the little park across the way. Yeah, and they just right. chalked it up to like, eh, it must have fallen from a, a prop plane. Yeah, things don't fall. Yeah, things don't fall out of a prop plane at Mach two. Right. Um, that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, Although so, it does make guess, sense that they kind of sweep it under the rug because one, it's the police, and like the police don't really—they're not great investigators. Um, yeah. And two, like, there's no reason for them to believe there's a, a spoiler alert. A giant space creature that is throwing up, yeah, uh, inanimate objects, yeah. Um, so you know that happens, and then you know you kind of see like this small business struggle for this like horse. What, what, what would they be called? Horse trainers slash breeders. Trainers, I think, is more accurate. Just trainers. Okay. Um, I did like wranglers. Like, so I was t- one might say, I guess perhaps um so like when i was watching it again sleep deprived i remember just being super fucking pissed that all these like camera people weren't listening to the fact like it's like hey so don't shine bright lights into its eyes yeah i hated that don't look into its eyes because it's an animal um, that can kill it's an animal it's it's a sentient i mean variable definitions of sentience but like it's alive and thinking yeah so and surrounded by a bunch of predators yeah, it, it is just a instinctually knows. This is a creature. This is a creature that knows that it's surrounded by predators. So don't be, don't do these things and not be threatening. Yeah. Right? I hate and, it in movies when, like, they have a scene with people that make movies, like Hollywood types. Uh, oh, dude, them. I don't think, if I got famous, I don't think I could be in Hollywood. I, I don't think I, yeah, I would make it. I wouldn't. I would be like, cool, I'll be in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Call me when you need me. Yeah, I could never. Um, but um, but yeah, they're just like, yeah, okay. So so he's like going through the list, like, yeah, don't like look it in the eyes, don't shine it anything in its eyes, don't whatever, yeah. whatever. And then they're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna cool, I'm gonna hold this, this loaded gun. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna hold this reflective ball in front of its face, and then yeah. be surprised when it reacts when you right. when and I do the thing you like, tell me not to do. Borderline 
and then borderline punish the people who told you not to th- do that in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like I'm. I'm like, sorry. Are, are you going to find a you. horse that doesn't act like a horse? Like, oh, it's just it. That was like me being like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. And I would have. I I like to think I would have been a lot more assertive with myself and like, hey, d- hey, get that ball out of here. Get that reflective ball. Find something else to do that with. Yeah. Whatever that's designed to do, find something else to do it because that's going to spook the horse. Um, so like, yeah. Well, like um, they need the ball, but I don't think they need to hold it in front of the horse's face. The horse's eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a little like you are, you're, you're, you're tugging on Superman's cape, so to speak. Right. And yeah, I mean that, that whole thing. And then the, of course the horse gets spooked and kicks that bucket. No, there's no pun there. Yeah. Just, no he kicks. Ab, like, he literally kicks a bucket. There is a bucket um, that gets kicked. And no one's harmed, just a little, like, shaken. Well, I think someone but gets hit. I don't do know. Do they? I don't remember. I thought it was just the bucket. And I it's think been, like, someone, a week I think since what I happened watched, was watched the, the movie. bucket was kicked and the, the bucket hit someone. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah, I think but, like, one person was, like, injured. Person can get brain damage from a horse kick. Yeah, um, dude, that shit will wipe you out. Dude, don't fuck with horses. I like that we're a predator that can, like, relatively easily fuck with any other animal. Until we're like left with nothing, right? And we're like, no, 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 we're the prey here. Like we are, <laughs> we're predators, like from the cheekbones up, right? Then every everything else, every other part of the body, besides like arguably the legs, like for running, every other yeah. part of our bodies, absolute prey. Like even my once the last time I got my heartbeat to a running heartbeat, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. probably over a month. I, I'm not healthy, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not healthy. Like, no, we're meant to be predators. And presumably if I'm not doing the thing my body was evolutionarily designed to do. Yeah, I'm probably not healthy. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out we're not designed to only eat carbs and sugar. Yeah. But Um, anyway, speaking of predators. So there's like a, at first we think it's a UFO. Which like yeah, and that's what I love too. Yeah. I well, I I saw the trailers for this movie, and they don't really like tell Explain you much it. about the movie. Like you get yeah. the idea that they're on a ranch, and it's a ragtag group of people trying to like mm-hmm. get a picture of an alien. But like beyond yeah. that, you don't really know much about the movie itself. Yeah. So at um, first I, they think it's a UFO. Yeah. Um. I really loved when they figured out where it's generally located. Oh yeah, he brings up that that video, and he's just like, "Yeah, this isn't right." Yeah, that cloud has a <laughs> uh, uh, angel. His name was yeah, right with a USB drive. He's like the hey, Geek Squad hey, guy. T- look at look at this. No, th- tell me when you see something weird. And he's like, "Yeah, that's a photorealistic cloud. That's just not moving or doing any. It's literally just sitting there." Yeah, yeah. And make sure you stop the footage right now. Stop it. Stop the footage right now. Stop. St- no, no, stop. No, you don't need to see any of the any of the other footage I grabbed from your cameras. No, no. Why, why is there a video of my sister in the shower? Angel's like, hey, let's focus on the UFO, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that bit, too. If and you're I listening, love how... Um, if you're listening and you uh, have the power to spy on someone else's cameras, don't no. do that. Don't no. be like Angel. Unless you're the NSA. Unless you're the NSA, in which case, um, okay. don't hurt me. Or the Department of Homeland Security or the U.S. military. Yeah. Um, don't hurt me, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
take a picture it will last longer yeah um but uh i love how when they're like kind of staring out the cloud because now they're literally looking at the cloud right and he, the guy's like wow i can't believe you have a ufo outside of your like ranch and he goes not sure it's an alien craft yeah because it like moves like a like a stingray it moves like a stingray and also when things get sucked up into it you can hear the thing inside of it yeah like you metal would stop that like i don't see how a an alien can stop photons from coming off of its body but yeah. it can't stop sound like my ear, headphones I can hear do its, that i can hear its tummy rumble i can hear oh dude that was fucking weird so yeah i guess when it eats things and the thing is screaming inside of it you can still hear the thing screaming as it's flying around yeah which imagine like all the screams from a a roller coaster except it's in like a plane or a ufo shaped thing yeah and it's not like roller coaster screams it's like i'm being digested screams yeah um the only thing i was wishing for them was that like i really hope they either pass out from lack of oxygen and g-forces before anything painful happens yeah you know yeah just for their sake just for their sake yeah um also, I'm not sure if the alien digests them based on like crushing them or based on like a digestive enzyme. I think it would Probably be interesting. An en- enzyme. Yeah, I mean, maybe could um, be something wildly different. We don't know. It's, it's an alien, know. probably. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's an alien. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking after watching it because like they do keep it pretty vague, which I appreciate. Like you don't have to explain yeah. everything, but like we don't know where it came from. We don't see it come from space could be like an ancient creature that was like dormant you know yeah um i also love their their strategy to get this thing on camera yeah like the epitome of improvise adapt and overcome there is just like ooh, i love it um especially they had that tmz guy come up on the motorcycle oh yeah dude i was waiting for that guy to get eaten oh dude i was like fuck this guy you know if you work at tmz you deserve death i'm sorry okay (laughs) (laughs) and i will not and hold on hold on hold on and when i am president (laughs) president um i you know i didn't i I was expecting his bike just to slowly stop working oh yeah but uh, so here's the explanation i heard from why it just like stopped on a dime um so the so the only thing we have to compare the way the alien takes electricity from nearby objects is the way that like stingrays and fish kind of have that ability to a certain extent because the medium that they're in is a lot more conductive to water mm-hmm. or the medium that they're in is a lot more conductive to electricity water um, does a good job conducting water especially yeah yeah especially salt water um so the thing is they they the way it operates at least with fish is in a certain like electrical direction and allegedly the bike was operating on the opposite electrical direction if you will Mm -hmm. polarization right um so when he came in contact with the fields generated by the alien slash anomaly um it caused his bike not only just to stop but to for a split second go into reverse Meanwhile, he's going like 150 miles per hour. Yeah. So. 
I mean, I'll after that, it, it seems kind so. of miraculous that the bike worked after that. Y- yeah. Yeah. True. That's got to fuck it up. Dude. But I can't dude, the, the monster itself, though, like, I, I wanted to talk more about that, like, how just, like, eldritch it is. Mm hmm. Like, it's this, like, grand, like, it looks like a biblically accurate angel a little bit. Yeah. Like if um, listener, listener, looks- if you haven't seen like illustrations of angels based on their description in the Bible, shit's wild. They have like multiple eyes. A- they're made of like floating rings. Weird. Let's shit. just say there's a reason that they say be not afraid. Oh yeah, because they're fucking terrified. Like yeah, you, you can't be looking like a baby with wings, being like you look be like not a Bakugan. Like I, I, buddy, I wasn't. <laughs> like holy shit, as big as a mountain. It's. 10 miles away from me and it's talking directly to me yeah all right and that's what this monster um, was it was this like kind of impossibly large like yeah thing that moves way different from from what it should and it like unfolds and it becomes this like this like curtain like thing right well one thing that like made it more scary for me was knowing that it wasn't like intelligently sentient yeah dude it's right? like an animal it's like an animal right and um, you know, because at least if, it, if it's an alien, I can assume I'm probably not going to get eaten. Right. Yeah. It's not like something that decided it doesn't like you. It's just this like thing operating on instinct and its instinct is you are its prey. Right. Like, and like it takes away like any ability to reason with it and you can't really right. like convince it not to eat you. Well, like, my whole thing was, like, at least if I'm abducted, they can see that I have, like, at least what they would consider some mediocre technology. Right. Well, like, they're trying to execute, like, a a scientific end. Right. And so they can see that, like, if at least they didn't know I was sentient, right? Yeah. They would be able to be like, oh, no, he's wearing clothes, like, the clothes, he has optical alignments in his, on his face. Yeah. Um, this thing can think, we should put him back. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not like uh, it's not like the monster is trying to like accomplish a goal or anything. It's just it's like hungry. It's just hungry. It's hungry and territorial. And so after like I watched a couple reviews explaining the story, and now it makes a little bit more sense of like why they had the whole chimp scene. Yeah, because it, so, it ties in with like the main theme of trying to get the shot of trying to get the shot, but also trying believing that you're on equal footing with a predator yeah right or that you can make a predator um operate on your terms right yeah the horse the monster and the chimp all have like like they all serve that theme like but, one, i mean horses like, aren't predators but i mean well well i guess broadly speaking idea, they're though. like a creature you know yeah like not necessarily predators um, but like you know the horse the chimp and the monster they're all like animals and yeah. like, you can't really make an animal operate like a person. You can try to constrain them and, you know, train them to do what you want, but you can't really, like, you can't take away that animalistic nature. Right. Um, so, can I, I just want to explain the chimp scene real quick, because holy fucking shit. Yeah. Um, the first scene of it is Spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie. Spoilers. The first scene of the movie, and this threw me for a second, because I was like, what? Am I watching the right movie? Yeah, I didn't know that that was going to be in it. I knew nothing about the I, the chimp or most of the movie. Like, I stayed right. away from it. Um, 
And so the first scene of the movie is literally this chimp. You can see it's bloody and visibly frustrated. Yeah. Taking off this party hat and it's in a sweater. And you see this lady laying down next to the couch. She's kind of obscured by the couch. Yeah. I think you can see like the bottom half of her body. Of her body. And the monkey's poking at her foot because it doesn't know really that it just killed her. Yeah. Like it doesn't have like Um, like a concept of like of death. I, I'm beating someone to death. Yeah. Especially because, like, its version, like, what it did there was just to be like, hey, don't fuck with me. Right. And they didn't realize, like, the, the chimp, chimp didn't realize that we are bags of jelly. We are bags of, 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 of what's the word? Um, privileged jelly. Yeah. <laughs> privileged jelly. Right. That's exactly. Even by, even by, like, like, bare bones, evolutionary sense humans. That we're on the, on the like without houses and we're just hunters and foragers. I'm like, writing that down. Bags us. of privileged jelly. That that would be a fire episode title. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so then it gets into the movie, but then later on we meet a guy named Jupiter, who is the kid who was on the set when it happened. Um. Essentially, they is there's a scene where they bring out a, a birthday gift and they open it. And it's a, the balloons come out, and it's the chimp inside yeah. of the. And then of this the box. is this is to for filming a sitcom, by the way. Right. If if the listener doesn't know, a fake sitcom. Well, like a, a sitcom you. within the universe of the movie. Right. Yeah. It, what I'm trying to say is that didn't actually happen. Yeah, um, it's based it's on a like a few point. true stories, but like that exact yeah. incident, it's fictional. Anyway, a balloon pops because they have hot stage lights. Right. And. I guess something from the chimp's past fucking set it off when it heard the loud bang. Right. Or just being a chimp. Or just being a chimp forced to act like a human. Yeah. And being Um, startled. Yeah. Like, I don't know Um, about you, but it would like, when I hear loud noises, I just maul the person's face off next to me. Dude, I'm happy. I don't have nukes. Um, (laughs) because if I heard a loud bang, I'm listen, these coordinates do it now um yeah yeah if i'm on the bus next to you you better not honk your horn exactly (laughs) um so the balloon explodes and like it's jumping between jupiter who's the kid in the sitcom and jupiter as an adult thought uh, his name was juniper juniper was it juniper yeah i think so okay um but juniper as an adult is still dealing with mental shit he can't actually talk about it he has to talk about it in like the third person or yeah as though he's referencing a different event yeah well like he right? talks about it like oh yeah you know this guy he went crazy oh it was it, it was pretty wild let me tell you but meanwhile like you see the flashback and it's this like very extremely traumatic dark. event incredibly right. dark um and like even like when okay i'll get into that later but so the monkey goes ape shit. Yeah. No pun intended. He's credited as and Jupe. Jupe? I mean, okay. Like that's fair his enough. nickname. Like Ricky Jupe Park. Okay. Um incredibly beside the point. Yeah. Monkey goes crazy, ends up like ripping off his co-star's face, who is like roughly his age. Um and then it it, it knocks out the mom character in the sitcom. And she's lying next to the couch and she starts to wake up. The monkey's sitting on top of the couch. Yeah. 
and she starts to wake up like, oh, fuck my head, right? The monkey, not digging the fact that she's awake, gets off the couch and beats her to death, man. Like off camera, but like you hear no music behind it, just the sound of a monkey just fucking beating someone. That makes it scarier, the lack of music. Yeah. And then the fact that it's not like you see Jupe as in a sense that like you were a third person, like you're a camera in this. Like, no, you're seeing this from Jupe's point of view. Yeah. This is POV, guys. So Monkey beats her and then she's struggling a little bit. And then you hear like a like a crunching wet crunch sound, Mm. which is the monkey literally eating off her fucking throat. Jesus, yeah. As monkeys do, because that's what they do. So the dad character comes out from like a balcony area, and he's trying to tell the monkey to stop. And of course, he's doing it like humans do. Stop doing that. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. And he's yelling at the monkey oh, because you know the thing that can kill you and has shown that it's willing to kill that that's gonna do it. Right. Yeah, good job. Yeah, and that yeah. like yeah, and it, and it it demonstrates the theme of people trying to reason with creatures and like not understand where like their level is you know right not understanding i mean like how you interact with a wild animal monkey's not thinking about the repercussions of his actions yeah he just had a vietnam flashback because he heard a loud bang what was the chimp's name i forget hold on gordy yeah gordy doesn't understand the social contract he doesn't know his name is Gordy. He just knows that when he hears Gordy, he sometimes gets food. Yeah. So that's why he looks in your direction, because he likes food. Exactly. Right? So, um, anyway, he's like, stop it. He runs off to another room, and then you hear another person get beat to death. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, then, and then the chimp, like, comes toward Jupe, who's under the table. And, you know, the, the tablecloth is, like, draped over, so you're not looking directly out you're looking through the tablecloth but like you right. can still see everything but like you know jupe is like like locked eyes with gordy and gordy is like just kind of standing there heading towards him and like he reaches out his his hand for like you know the the fist bump that they always and, do yeah that set. they always do they invented the exploding fist bump and jupe mm-hmm. like reaches his hand out they're about to do it they're about to not do it. They're about to do the fist bump. They're not going to do it. They're not going to have sex now. No. Because no. the chimp gets shot in the head. Because actually, it turns out that Gordy is super homophobic, too. Yeah. Um, and you can smell the gay off people. Yeah. You know, say um, what you will about Gordy. Pretty po- problematic. Um, he actually went on the Steven Crowder experience, or uh, the Louder with Crowder. Yeah. You have to go. In a few minutes. Okay. Um. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so, reaches so, out for a fist bump, yeah. Reaches out for the fist bump, Gordy gets shot in the head, and, like, you kind of get the impression through the rest of the movie that Jupe, that Jupe thinks, like, he wasn't about to be mauled, you know? Like, he gets the impression, like, oh, you know, Gordy and I had this unique connection, but for all you know, he could have, like, ripped your face off after doing doing the exploding fist bump and also one point that i saw being made um i think i might have heard this from the weekly planet but someone said like the reason that gordy didn't immediately go off is because there's n- they're not doing direct eye contact 
which is yeah. a big part of the movie. Not, you know, like doing eye contact, like with the horse, with the, mm-hmm. with the creature, with the chimp. Like he wasn't making direct eye contact. And that thin tablecloth might have been what saved his life. Right. But he doesn't um, understand was- that. He thinks he has this unique, like, ability to to deal with wild creatures and you see that later when he's feeding the horses to the to the to, the, to jean jacket only someone in hollywood yeah only someone in hollywood would deduce that only someone born and raised in hollywood oh only someone who's used to having no, a lot I'm of diff- attention directed at them i can i can fix him <laughs> <sighs> nope um yeah so that like so here's the thing you shouldn't watch that scene after not sleeping for 36 32 hours yeah um uh, turns out bad idea very traumatic turns out that'll really fuck you up because when you haven't slept for like 32 hours um your brain doesn't really know how to differentiate something you're watching versus something that's real yeah very well like you know it's not real but your brain doesn't know your endocrine system doesn't know exactly and um so yeah, it'll fuck you up. Um, so um, yeah, and it's weird because you would imagine that like after Gordy is shot, like you would think there'd be a, a, a wave of relief until you realize you're like the only living person in that room. Yeah. Well, besides the the girl that plays the sister in the show. I, they presumed her dead at first. You can't. Well, like, like she I, shows up later yeah but in that moment like in, the, in that moment like yeah you don't for all you know you're the the only living person left you've just seen this monkey kill two full-grown adults you just imagine yeah. that your co-star who is like only a couple years older than you is dead yeah shit's you wild. know and so like you would think oh it's over until the only other sign of humanity is the sniper who just sniped him saying uh room's clear yeah right and like it being Hollywood, you, he probably talked to his manager and instead of the manager being like, are you, are you good? Are you okay? Like as a person, are you like, we're going to get you therapy. We're going to make sure that you are good. Manager was probably like, wow, that was nuts. Wasn't it? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Better write wow. your spin off. Wow. You're going to make so much money on a biography right now. We can make exactly. interviews, the whole shebang. We're going to, you know, we're gonna make us. I'm gonna get 25 percent because I'm your manager. Of but. course, we're gonna start a spinoff with your character, starring your character, uh, because the you're the only one left. Yeah, yeah, this other chimp because we did not learn our lesson. Right. Um. Um. So, damn, just like the idea that, like, and then after he has that flashback, because you're seeing that as a flashback, um, you can see him just like in his little office just kind of staring at a wall because he's having a flashback and his presumed partner is like, Hey, you good? Yeah. And she's like the only sense of like, I care about you. I just want to make sure you're not like you're here. Everything's okay. Yeah. Which I think was nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. I do have to go. In the ne- in a couple minutes, we can. F- okay. Do you wanna do you wanna finish this up around like two forty five? Yeah, that'll work. All right, that'll work. We'll just do the rest of Should our I note stop review. Stop my recording then. Um. Yeah. You can Obviously. Stop yeah. Recording. So before we get back into the show, before we determine if Nope is the best or worst movie of all time, I have to show you something. So earlier, 
I mentioned probably from the perspective of the listener like two minutes ago, I mentioned Trump said, yeah, if they win, I get all the credit. And if they lose, I deserve none of the blame. I opened TikTok and like the second video that I got was this. Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Okay, but it'll probably be just the opposite. Yeah. So that was not hyperbole. It's 100 percent real. Yeah, because that's how it works. Yeah. What a guy. Say what what you will. So entertaining. Just as a person to look at. Even Elon Musk was like, if the first crew dragon doesn't make it home, I bear 100% of the responsibility. Right. Yeah. I mean, as horrible as Elon Musk is, he's still like better. that principle. Better. Yeah. A better guy than Donald Trump. And you know to borrow uh to borrow a, a quote from Kyle Kolinsky it's like competing for tallest kid in kindergarten like talking yeah. about who's like the better billionaire yeah. so oh, anyway it's just so rich it's uh yeah i think we left off we were talking about uh jupe and how you know he was on the show with the chimp yeah. and we were talking about that scene um so yeah it ties in with like the greater theme of Mm-hmm. people as a whole um you know trying to wrangle like wild animals and control know, and control other. them and a yeah. lot of it is like you know trying to like get the shot so to speak yeah. like with the chimp they were trying to you know make this wild animal not be a wild animal and then you know with the uh well, also with the horses you know trying to make a wild animal not be a wild animal by training it to be on camera um, but right. also, you know, with the uh, with the creature, um, the main what was the main? Uh, this is embarrassing. What was the main guy's name? Um, I didn't know his name either. He was. I wanted to call him Chris. Uh, Haywood Junior. Um, Otis Junior. OJ. Otis Junior. OJ. OJ. So, um, keep it's, it's not because I uh, I didn't remember his name. It's it's more so that I haven't watched the movie in like a week. So yeah. You know, it's kind of out of my mind, but anyway, mm-hmm. so OJ realizes dealing with the the creature, you know, you have to treat it as, you know, treat it like you would treat any other wild animal. Yeah. I think what this movie really speaks to is this idea, like, and I kind of fell into it at first because I was like, well, humans are inherently um, kind of outside of nature at this point. We've kind of cognizized our way out of it yeah um in that we can choose to go against our instincts mm-hmm. and do something that we think is is objectively good or bad um yeah you could say that human nature is to avoid nature you know what i mean to avoid nature but to well, like to, to, to get above being part of nature right and I think what this movie tries to speak to is we can do that, but we shouldn't for a second believe that we um, have accomplished that goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you kind of got to humble our yourself. down. Right. Um, we shouldn't be complacent in that. Right. Right. Well, like trying um, to, you know, put a chimp on a sitcom, it's, you know, it's like you're flying too close to the sun. Right. I mean, we've definitely cognizized our way to like for at least maybe a couple years tame a chimp to like hug children and stuff. Yeah. But don't for a second think that 
you can just um like let it off the leash so to speak yeah or like stop um having the same amount of caution you had going in right you can't expect it to just have a different nature exactly um which i think is actually kind of inherently human to impress our own beliefs onto other things yeah like it knows now that it shouldn't attack children yeah (laughs) because i taught it not to attack children facts and logic to convince it not to eat a child's face off without realizing that a chimp doesn't know what ptsd is so it will kill you if it feels like it is threatened yeah well i I think we touched on it earlier but that story with the chimp that's based on um it's probably based on a number of stories like amalgamed together um like you know there's a bit of siegfried and roy in there but um Mm -hmm. you know there was a real woman that had a a pet pet chimpanzee and she lived with it for a number of years she raised it like a child Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know what ended up happening. I don't remember much about the story, but the chimp ended up just going bananas, no pun intended, yeah. and like mauling her face off. And yeah. she was like severely like disfigured. Her, her face was crushed. She was fucked up. Yeah. Like that's um, what happens. Well, also, if you look at pictures of the chimp too, that chimp wasn't healthy. Yeah, it wasn't like it. A chimp's intelligence is like that of like maybe a like a newborn child going into being a toddler, mm-hmm. right? Maybe. Um. So, yeah. Imagine like a toddler that can maul your fucking face off. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. At some point, like when it's a baby, it's cute because you can oh, you little baby monkey, get over there. Yeah. Um. But at some point, you have to really approach it with a 12-foot stick. Yeah, because, yeah, it's like a baby, sort of, mentally, but, like, physically, like, it's a tank. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that will rip your face off. I just find it funny that it's, like, definitely human nature to treat something as we consider to be good, right? And then expect it to appreciate that. Right. Well, like from right. from the perspective of, for example, a captive animal, from their perspective, you took them out of their home mm-hmm. and then stuffed them in a cage. Yeah. And like what, you expect them to be grateful? But even then, they don't have the same way of thinking that we do. Exactly. They might be, they might be happy that they're getting ice cream for breakfast. Like, oh, this tastes good. I like ice cream. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't. Still not good for that them. That doesn't within human rationale that doesn't mean they're gonna be nice all day yeah right they can switch on a dime they're animals they're not they don't think the way we do that should be respected yeah and they don't have the same desires right um like while a person might be like yeah it'd be nice to have all my food taken care of and you know not have to not have to work and but like you know an animal is like i want to fucking hunt i want to hunt for my food yeah. I want to fuck and I want to hunt. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. And I don't want to be in the same place forever. Right. Um, and, you know, it's funny because you can have it like a chimp for like decades and decades. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can be the sweetest little chimp that, you know, all it takes right? is one bad incident. All it, not even one bad incident. Like sometimes a monkey can just be like, OK, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. All it takes is one. That's- you know instance of its nature coming out Mm -hmm. 
And it's also very human to then see that and be like, oh, that's just a bad chimp. Right. And infer a meaning to it. Right. It's like, no, that's not good or bad. Yeah. And I think that's like mentioned, like, I think that's pretty explicitly mentioned in the movie. Like, it's not like that the creature is bad. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad animal. It's just yeah. doing what animals do. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just, I, um, I really liked how he said the, he said the thing. What did he, oh, he car. said nope? He said the thing, Alex. What did, what did he's he? He's like in the car, because it's totally what, like, I would like to think that's what I would do. Like, I'm in a car, everything's like off, and I, I think it's a great, like, great symbol to show, like, when you are not in your element as a person, you just have to just accept what's going to happen next even if you don't know what that is so i love how he opens the door looks up and he's like okay it's above me nope yeah <laughs> nope i guess you know if it chooses to eat me it's going to eat me that's just what's going to happen next i don't have control over that yeah um which i found really like good on you man like have some dignity you know and then it drops the horse on top of the car and he's like What's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. If it goes away, I will count myself lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, the they get that one cinematographer guy to like be on the case with them. He brings in that like handheld camera and he ends up dying. He get, ends up getting like sucked up by the monster. Well, was he's, like suicide, though. Yeah. And well, he's like trying to get the shot and, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, like people get hurt, people die, and then at the end, uh, Kiki Palmer's character, what was her name? Uh, Emerald. Um, mm-hmm. she she ends up like getting the shot. Actually, like she gets a picture, you know, with with the camera in the well. And I think it's like ambiguous if OJ makes it. Like I I think no, it's no. He comes back at the end. He's like on the horse, but we don't know if he's like alive. I, i'm kind of iffy on that but i mean i saw his posture and assumed he was he was good okay yeah i mean either way like a number of people have died and like a lot of people have been hurt but you know at the end like m gets the picture she Mm -hmm. she gets the shot of the creature before it blows up and like it's sort of treated as like a win like hey we won we did it but like at what cost you know and like that kind yeah. of speaks to the to the theme of the movie, like getting the shot no matter what. Like it's like a victory getting the monster on camera. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like despite all of the bad stuff that's happened. Totally. And like, I like is that it really worth speaks... it? Like is it exactly. worth it to get the shot? And that idea of like value or of worth, I think is a very human trait. Yeah. Um and I mean not so much with like crows and penguins who ascribe value and worth to like pebbles and sticks and 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 stuff like that but like the idea that getting something that will not really objectively benefit you directly is worth so much energy yeah um i i think that's very like a very human tenacious thing to do but also if you are in a society where you have people counting on you um and again, who don't have the same. One might say, we live in a society. One may say that, yeah. 
One one and might one might also say nice cock. <laughs> I wonder if it had genitalia. It it would have to, right? Like it's it has to reproduce it, somehow. Yeah, but maybe it's asexual. Yeah, maybe it just like maybe it just like splits like a bacteria. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um but uh what was I gonna say? Um yeah, like people counting on you and whatnot, but I think that really speaks to the other point that I think the movie was trying to make that I also got off of kind of a review of the movie about how Hollywood is and how they will like as the creature does chew you up and spit you out. Exactly. And um like for instance at the end when she's using that little like gimmicky plate photo- photography yeah well the thing the camera and the, the last, well yeah to get the last picture of of the animal because they lost all the footage that's all mm-hmm. they have yeah right the second she gets that picture like the media is right behind her and they caught everything yeah so like they're not going to get credited right yeah i don't i don't think i don't think that like registered with me like yeah it's kind of obsolete that that photo yeah um they might get a footnote in it but people who are going to take credit are like not the people who actually did the work yeah speaks to capitalism too yeah at that point i don't know you kind of sound like a filthy socialist right now gavin perhaps 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 elon musk is gonna roll in and he's gonna be like i actually invented the camera i actually invented the camera and i got the shot and then the person that actually like took the shot is gonna be like actually sir i and then he's gonna like give them a trillion dollars to shut up yeah that's it yeah yeah um one thing i found interesting though like clearly the houses are on a grid of electricity right yeah um and i'm just like wondering what the limit is for that creature to take in electricity yeah yeah that's a good question like what happens if it goes next to like a power plant right well also like technically if you're on a grid like there's a standard voltage but that voltage is constant and also alternating current so it's a lot it's a lot of shit man yeah Um, well that's something that i appreciate about the movie it's not really concerned with like the biology of the creature like we don't have to know if it's from space or if it's from the center of the earth like Mm -hmm. it's it's more about like it's it's more of like a metaphor you know i I appreciate that about this movie yeah, it's not oh, really you know, concerned one of the reasons the details. What? what blah, 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 sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's um, fine. I interrupted you. Um, and I, I really should stop doing that. It's all good. You know, like as soon as you start talking, like I have to make another point. Yeah, it's all good, man. We're fine. We're having a conversation. Um, and I just want to say really... that I'm sorry for. <laughs> You're lucky. I'm not easily offended. Where is, um, it? Where is it? Where's the? So the best way to get something done took me a second you, to find the button. If it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. 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 Um, one of the reasons I thought the the creature was uh, like an alien spaceship was because that cricket covered the camera. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, because the, the, the camera, camera kept on recording. It was a direct current sort of camera that just kept recording. Right. Yeah um this is at the, like near the beginning of the movie um and i thought like that is definitely i feel like something aliens would do as like deniable uh, uh plausible, plausible deniability. deniability right so like 
we could as humans easily write that off as oh stupid bug get off of there right but i mean it's within the realm of aliens who by the way probably came from a different star system and have very intricate ways of taking care of their bodily possessions um they could probably manipulate a fucking grasshopper to cover a camera yeah they paid them off right exactly um they 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 made a lobbyist group and got the grasshopper a part of that lobbyist group and um the grasshopper is now doing everything they hired uh, it can grasshopper do. blackwater exactly <laughs> exactly grasshopper they got snipers Watergate. trained on on the on the house right exactly but they're all little grasshoppers a little grasshopper coin- with would it be funnier if they had grasshopper-sized sniper rifles, or if they were grasshoppers operating <laughs> human-sized sniper <laughs> rifles? Sniper rifles. <laughs> <laughs> it is said that insects can carry like however many times their body weight. Yeah, they'd have to. Grant- like they wouldn't even be able to pull the trigger. They'd have to like jump into it, like jump I against like think- the trigger. I like to think the aliens would give them like mechanized suits. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like it's still a grasshopper with the intelligence of a grasshopper that's been trained <laughs> to snipe people. Um, it has like a little feeding tank and everything. So when they make a shot, it just like gives them a little treat. Yo, when we figure out how to give animals like higher levels of intel- of intelligence, can we please make grasshopper Blackwater happen? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I don't know, I, Alex, we can't describe a human meaning to a, a, a creature that's not human. Oh, man, that's true. That's true. But I got to get the shot. Want, they're like, listen, I'll take your money, but I demand one square meter of tall grass to frolic in. And I want to tear your face off. Eventually. Yeah, Eventually. we're, we're going to get there. We also have to invent the exploding fist bump. Yes. So I anyway, I would say best movie ever. Nope. Definitely. Yes, definitely. A, um. Equal parts like horrifying and intellectually stimulating. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that. That's what I like about Jordan Peele's work. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Because I got like it. It really appeals to different uh, different mindsets of people who are like more social justice oriented. They look at like the interactions between the characters and their context in the story versus like the engineer who wants to know. How you could ca- catch like video of the creature without electricity, mm-hmm. oh, and like also how the creature works, and then the zoologist who probably wants to know how the creature works, where it yeah. feeds, what it eats, how it, you know, yeah, and um, with that kind of stuff, you can really fill in a lot of the details in your imagination. Right. Yeah, I just I really love their strategy of getting a bunch of wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men. Yeah, that I was forgot genius. about that. That, that was, was that was smart. That was really smart. And having a guy look out, that's like improvised adapt overcome right there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what I completely else to call forgot that. about the wacky wavy inflatable arm flailing tube men. That was genius. Yeah. Um and the idea that instead of looking directly at the creature to get it to be aggroed, um, he instead put a, a had a hoodie with two light yeah, reflectors. With the, yeah, the reflectors. Right? So that it, so he could concentrate on what he has to concentrate on while also having the creature and having a horse instead of electronics, yeah. which is kind of a given. But I also think, like, it, it can fly faster. Than, it can fly at that speed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And faster. Can't really put up much of a fight. At, but which actually I appreciate tells you more the that effort. It's, 
It tells you more that it's more territorial, though, because after that, it gets it doesn't eat him. Yeah, it is trying to scare him away. Yeah, it's more so, so trying to have, get him out. Right. Hey, like, get out. Um, Whoa. Crossover. Oh, wow. Um, which which would explain why it didn't just eat him if it views him as a threat. Yeah. Right. Um, because, again, it doesn't know that that's a guy on a horse. Right. Well, it's right. like how, like like for all for all the creature knows it could be like poisonous you yeah know? for sure creature doesn't yeah. know i mean it's just trying to survive too yeah like um yeah so, so anyway yeah. i'd say best movie best ever jordan i haven't seen uh his second movie us but i've seen get out and i've seen nope obviously and mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it's good stuff i like what he does um you know i it kind of proves that it's not a theory that i like made up but like i heard it and i fully buy into it the the theory is basically like if you're good at comedy like you're gonna be good at horror because they like fundamentally use the same building blocks that's true and i um despite my like abject horror at some parts of this um like i can see myself in a certain and like a more uh rested mindset yeah if you like if you monkey- watched the movie after sleeping right like, at all. i think i would i would have been able to be like oh that monkey go fuck you up yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and not being like holy shit well like the um, theory is that like comedy and horror are built on the same principles it's basically mm-hmm. well like with comedy it's set up in punchline but it's really like set up and tension sub- tension tension release and subversion yeah it's release and subversion and horror is the same way where you set up a situation and you subvert expectations and right. in the case of horror it results in you being scared but with comedy yeah. it res- results in you laughing yeah. that's an oversimplification other, but that's yeah. that's the general gist of it one other scene i really loved was when they're inside the house and all the electricity goes off and they hear all the people from um from what's his face uh jupes yeah uh place they're still screaming because they're still inside this monster right Right. i i wouldn't say monster creature Uh, yeah jean jacket Um, the name of the creature that's a great name it's a good name um still inside jean jacket and it sounds like they're inside of an amusement park yeah right (laughs) maybe they think it's still a ride (laughs) right and like then it like they're freaking out and it seems like um, the sister is the one who like at least knows that you need to stay quiet, right, and calm, right. Um, to just kind of be like, no, we're we're not animals, yeah, right, um, right. And the the guy who's freaking out because he hears people screaming, and he doesn't know where it's coming from, and then it starts raining blood. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, that's like, hardcore. That's freaky, man. God yeah. damn that that would unsettle like everyone, and I think that's one thing humans are afraid of that feeling of getting unhooked from our ability to reason and swept up in our instincts, yeah, of like fear, right, yeah, so I would say best movie ever better than the Godfather, better yeah. than some Twilight movies, um some, worse than eight bit Christmas Alex, some yeah, it's better, I'd say it's better than eclipse but not as good as the original twilight okay okay fair um i would say i don't know if i already said it but better than the godfather of course Mm -hmm. 
I'd say it's look, this is going to be high praise, but I'd say it's on par with the emoji movie. I'm sorry. Did they have uh, um, Patrick Stewart in that movie, Alex? Oh, shit. Well, they did no, have they Keith didn't. David. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Okay. Look, look, on one hand, you got Patrick Stewart. The other hand, Keith David. I, those are two titans. Okay? Listen, this was a story about a multifaceted creature and the, it's, it's, its encounters with human, uh, the, human principles. Um, the Emoji movie uh, is a way of life. It had Patrick Stewart play a piece of poop. And the emoji uh, movie is what, a what way more of can life you ask for? And a philosophy. Yeah. yeah. Um gotta agree with you there. Mm-hmm. So next week's movie, we've already talked about this. We're gonna talk about Weird the Al Yankovic story. It's the one hundred percent true uh recounting of the life of one Alfred Yankovic, the uh the the greatest musician of all time. Some might say mm-hmm. um, it's a good movie. It's fun. It's on the Roku channel. It's free. If you're listening outside of the U S and you don't have the Roku channel, um, uh, just die. On. Yeah, just die. Um, but also hold on. Let me, let me pull but watch up. the movie first. Well, yeah, watch the movie, then die. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm scrolling through weird Al's Twitter. Cause there's a tweet that he made about this. Um, hold on. Oh, well, I'm not going to find it. Anyway, someone was like, hey, I'm outside of the U.S. and I can't watch on the Roku channel. And Weird Al like responded on Twitter. He was like, yeah, I guess there's um, there's VPN parentheses. Very probably no way to watch the movie. Um, but I'm sure you have a torrent of other questions. I love him. Basically just saying fucking steal it. I don't care. <laughs> I love him. No, because he's like literally the guy who's like, I have enough money. Yeah, I want you to see this movie. I appreciate I like the that. movie. Honestly, he probably already made his money from it. Like they probably oh, yeah. just sold it to Roku. I mean, how much money does an individual need to? I mean, he probably has a wife and kids, independent. So, but my point stands. How much money does a person need to just like be just comfortable? Well, yeah, I think he has a good kind of definition of that. Yeah, and I appreciate that. That's like that yeah. reminds me of. Uh, I think I've talked about him before, but my roommate, he's from, he's, he's not from America. He's from like in a whole different continent. And so like, I've like explained a lot of like American stuff to him. And Nancy Pelosi came up on a podcast that we were listening to on our way back from visiting up North. And he was like, yeah, you know, I've heard that name a lot, Nancy Pelosi. And he's like, who is that? I don't know you know who she is and i was like yeah so she's like the speaker of the house you know and you know her role within the democratic party is like essentially to fundraise and hold back progress like that those are her two responsibilities um and she's like in her 80s and she's still in office and he's like she should just die yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) i don't like that's almost verbatim what he said he was like why doesn't she just die (laughs) I well, mean, like, and, and then cool and then thing, and then he was like well don't they have enough money and like i explained like her her and her husband are very rich and i explained the whole insider trading thing and he was like well doesn't she have enough money why doesn't she just retire and live off of what she has like that's a good point why doesn't yeah decent decent point yeah she only she probably only realistically needs like six thousand dollars to make it to the to the end of her natural lifespan I think she ha- just like needs enough to buy a sandwich because that's about how much time she has. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
uh, roughly approximately yeah. um and i love how he like asked that not to be a dick not to be like yeah fuck the libs but to be like yeah he has no preconceived like vendetta or bias against nancy pelosi he is just hearing about her and he's like why doesn't right. she just die that's what people do she should yeah. die <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I like I heard this other comedian talking about the queen dying of old age. I should say of old age, by the way. Yeah, um, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, and uh, he was just like, yeah. So when you're seventy, it's sad someone died. They maybe had a couple more years. When you're yeah. eighty, they've had a nice life. I'm happy that you know they went out with dignity. When you're ninety, it's yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you hit ninety, it's like yeah. That's what. Happened. So what's the issue? No yeah. matter what you die of, when you're when you die at ninety years old, it was natural causes. And then when you're one hundred, you've basically spent through um, the amount of social security that you worked for, so just <laughs> die already. Yeah. At that point, it's like finally. <laughs> that's a joke. I don't mean that. <laughs> no, but unironically, that's like the Republican platform. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking finally die already. Okay, give but... us your money and die. <laughs> I do want to get on with the show. But the last thing I'll say okay. about that is I saw some Republican politician was like, yeah, we should have an age gap or an age cap on Medicare. So like it was he's he was saying, like, let's let's just say the age is 90. He was like, yeah, once you reach 90 years old, you're off Medicare. No more Medicare for you. Fuck you. That was a that was a real policy proposal. Yeah, that's that guy's a dick. Um, now, I heard this from my mom. So technically hearsay. I've well, not technically. It's objection. It's yeah, it's true. Um, I heard that Republicans are trying to change the voting age to 21 now. I saw someone tweet that, like, say, like, hey, we should change the voting age to 21. And then someone, like, quote tweeted it. With, you know, the Simpsons meme where the guy's like, is it the whatever? Am I out of touch? No, it's everyone else that's wrong. They, like, yeah. posted that meme and it, it was like, um, huh, am I out of touch? No, it's the young people who are wrong. Right, exactly. Um, and I just find it funny because it's just like, I remember when, I don't remember when, but I heard of in history class when they were drafting people during Vietnam. Yeah. And it was like, um, I forget if they if it's that, like what they changed about it. Like you couldn't vote, but you could be drafted. Yeah. Right? Because it's like. Yeah, the voting age, wasn't it 21? Not back first. then. I thought it was 18. Like, I thought it was 18, but they were drafting 16 year olds. Hold on, let me. You can keep going with what you were saying. I'm just gonna. I mean, that's kind of the that. long and short of oh, it. Okay. Um, but like, also, like the reasoning behind changing it to 21 is like, you know, the emperor has no clothes, guys. Like, they don't like the fact that they lost, and they think it's because of the young people. Because I mean, it, there might it be was some 21. Statistics. The voting age was 21, and it was lowered to 18 in 1971 because of Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that would have been during Vietnam. How about that? My mom so, is old enough that she reached uh, legal drinking age twice. Yeah, I, I reached uh, legal smoking age twice as well. I almost did. I think I think they changed the law when I was 17. Yeah, they changed the law when I was 19. Yeah. Um, it, help me out. In the uh, inf infancy you. of this show. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I was 19 and I was... At the time, addicted to nicotine, and I was like, fuck you! <laughs> and now I'm like, no, that's a good point, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. recommendations of the week. If you have anything, add it to the list. I don't I don't know if you have the show notes open. I have it in my head. 
You have it in your head. Yeah, I got it memorized. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to recommend anything, add it to the uh, list. Or just, oh, you, oh, yeah. if, you have, if you have one right now, go for it. Um, calligraphy, guys. Um, calligraphy is fun. Calligraphy is cool. Yeah. It's I one remember, of those things uh, like... At CTC, you had that like fountain pen and you were doing I calligraphy. I still have it. It looks good. It's next to me right now. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's fun. A lot of people don't like the idea of like writing in general. Um, and a lot of people think they can't draw. But the thing is like, uh, I guess it, it's a great mix between art and writing. Yeah. Um, and I like it just because it looks pretty and looks very official and when someone gets like a note that you wrote in like nice writing yeah it's like, like it's, it's so, like writing to george washington right but like it's fun watching people look at it and not being able to fathom how you did that yeah <laughs> what right? font is this what is this um did you print this no no i i, I wrote that i um, drawed that i drawed that um uh yeah it's just cool and it's easier than you would think so i recommend that you can get a cheap little calligraphy kit at any real like hobby shop or art store yeah um and how it's much just was your uh, fountain pen so i'm very lucky because i went to a um <laughs> went to a resale shop looking for fountain pens uh it was a little thrift short store called um fucking something i forget um went in Bought the pen because I thought I was like, oh yeah, that that'll do. Um, it was like I forget how much it was. I think it was like twenty bucks, um, which is a lot for that pen. But it was from the eighties, so yeah. I was like, it's must vintage be and it's reusable, right? Um, so I bought that. The reason I say I was lucky was because they don't have like a very great screening process for if something functions at resale shops, right? They just kind of so, look at it and take it, right? Um. So I would recommend not doing that and just buying one. Um, yeah, I mean, they still make them. Like, people still do yeah, calligraphy. It, yeah, it's still a thing. Um, yeah, it's just a fun hobby just in general. That's kind of how I got into it. Um, and it's very meditative for me. I can just turn my brain off and just write, like, the letter T 50 times. Yeah. Right, just to practice. Um, yeah. And it's very much one of those, like, big dick energy hobbies you can say that you have like yeah like like you're one step you removed mention- from like pulling out a like a feather quill right well also if you write a note to a friend and you're like here you go and they're like wow did you print this and you're like no i do calligraphy also and they're like why did you bring that up and it's like because <laughs> um who was like hey yeah, if you if you, you did like bring it up you'd be a dick Right, like, I, I, I study calligraphy. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Hey, you want to grab a slice of pizza? Dickhead. By the way, I do calligraphy. Yeah, no one asked, you yeah. know? <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Um, well, even, like, so, beyond, like, how cool it is. Like, I'm just generally a fan of reusable things instead of, right. like, disposable actually, stuff. Like, instead of buying, like, disposable pens. Like, having, right. like, a, a pen that you can just refill, you know? And right. And the cool thing about um this fountain pen. See if I kept it in here. I have my fountain pen right here. Um keep it in there. Yes. See this little thing? Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Yeah. It's called I think it's called a plunger. And what it, it does is it's so you don't have to use cartridges for ink. You put it in, 
you suck up ink, right? You take the nib, put it back onto the nib, wait for it to soak into the nib. You put it back in the pen and you get to writing again. You don't no waste involved. That's so cool. Yeah, it's less wasteful right. and it feels more like personal, you know? Like it's like this is my pen. I would, That's my pen handed over. <laughs> <laughs> the only complaints I would have about um, don't be a hero. Pens, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the only complaints I would have about fount- fountain pens is that it's kind of a bitch to get them to um, flow consistently and constantly. Yeah. Um, the flow I'm referring to is the ink. Um, not periods. Just yeah, yeah. The ink. Got a visit from um, me at flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my only kind of gripe about it. You can kind of bypass that if you do dip pens, which I also have. These little things. You put a nib on that and you dip it and then you write. Yeah. Like in it's the movies. Annoying. Like in the, like in the good old days when people were owned by other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. I mean, not a joke. It's historical fact, but it's, I'm... It is I, accurate. I'm not acting... I'm not trying to say, like, that's a good thing. Um, but... Uh, it's the annoying part is having to redip it and also to an extent getting it to flow consistently all right. the time um because every single time you dip it you put a different amount of ink onto the nib right right and then you have to do some test scratches to make sure it's flowing correctly if you're not like a professional and then you start writing again yeah um, one thing that i'm so, interested in is getting like a like a cool like lighter you know like like I, how lighters into, used to be like like this metal contraption that you own. You, I got into that too. I'm I'm not. I won't. I won't go and get them. But I, I um, vaguely you know, remember you having one of those. Yeah, it had a little flip thing. Yeah. It was neat. I think those are cool. Um, they're really neat, except they like only work for about five hours at a time because they weren't designed to hold. I mean, they were designed to hold lighter fluid. But they weren't designed to hold lighter fluid as a vapor. So it vaporizes pretty quickly and then mm. all your fuel's gone. Oh, what cause it, um, what is it? Like leak? Or not leak, le- but like does the does the vapor like escape or whatever? Yeah. Like it's not so, sealed. I mean, lighter fluid vaporizes a lot quicker than other normal fluids. Right. And so when you have the wick, which is inside of the lighter fluid, um, the the wick will start vaporizing the lighter fluid when it's not in use right because it's in normal air temperature so the the lighter fluid vaporizes on the tip of the wick Mm -hmm. and that creates a low pressure at the top that sucks more lighter fluid up Mm. so it slowly will leak out if you're not like a habitual smoker um and also it has a screw on on the bottom right and that's not like liquid tight and if it was like if it had a, like a rubber gasket, there's n- no doubt that the lighter fluid would eat through that rubber gasket. So yeah, it's a niche hobby if you have money to throw at lighters. Um, yeah. Also, I don't smoke, so I never use them. Yeah, I smoke, not cigarettes. Okay, but I just smoke a little, a little something. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but yeah, all that I have right now is just like a little bic lighter from the gas station. Like I don't know. Like I, I just yeah. like. The idea of having like a metal lighter that's my yeah, lighter, you know? It's your lighter. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. it's just neat and cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, um, I mentioned last week I've been getting back into comics and I'm fully caught up with the Iron Man series that started in 2020 and is actually wrapping up next week. I'm very excited for that. It's a good series, actually, like just on its own, like that could be its own recommendation. So mm-hmm. the Iron Man series, oh, um, um, did you hear that the church is trying to make its own comic book now superhero comic book that's so funny it's called uh iron lamb is that real no i'm joking oh no like they i mean churches like well like religion organized religion at large has tried to get into comics like they hello fellow kids they did like the action bible it's so funny all right so anyway showing the battle between the angels and hell i don't care yeah, unless the angels are biblically accurate. Like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so Christopher Cantwell, he's the writer for that series. Um, it's it's a good series. It, um, you know, it has a pretty strong theme and message. I mean, mm-hmm. I it, it feels like, you know, I could get into the nitty gritty of my issues with it, but at points it feels mm-hmm. kind of contrived with the uh, with their theme. But the theme is generally like, you know, Tony Stark sees himself as someone that can fix everything and so he buys twitter and then he buys twitter (laughs) um but no like you know he sees himself as like a savior kind of he has this Mm -hmm. like god complex and he you know his the the antagonist for the series is korvac who's like Mm -hmm. a guy that was turned into a robot who was born in like a thousand years in the future it's complicated but you know he's he's got like this cult going and he's trying his goal is to bring about you know in his words like peace and harmony through the universe but the way yeah. that he wants to do that is to like turn all of life into like one collective mass and like take away everyone's individuality and you know he's going after this twisted idea of like peace mm-hmm. and you know there are other villains or other people in the story that illustrate the theme of like you know, having good intentions, but getting corrupted by power and, you yeah. know, trying to impose your will on everyone. Exactly. And at one point, so Korvac is going after what's called so the like power. like the GOP? Yeah. So he's going after the power cosmic, which is basically like a MacGuffin in Marvel Comics that gives okay. the its wielder, like, power over the universe. And so Korvac and Iron Man both get it. They fight, destroy a planet. Um and Iron Man ends up coming back to Earth after defeating Korvac. He comes back to Earth, and he still has the power cosmic, and he just kind of, like, plays God with New York. And I have issues with how it plays out in the story, because it feels a little contrived. Like, he, so one thing that he does with his power, he's like, okay, I realize I don't want to be like Korvac. I won't yeah. control everyone. But what I'll do, what one thing that I will do is within the bounds of New York City... Um, and New Jersey, like in this in this general area, I'm gonna up everyone's like base level intelligence to my level, and because he's like a genius. Now it's a little you know self centered to bring it to his level specifically. Like why not Reed Richards? Like Reed Richards actually gets dumber after <laughs> after that happens. So you know issues with that, but he gives everyone a huge intelligence boost, like iq of 180 on average okay and like like that's on top of their already existing intelligence it brings them up to that level so they're like toddlers then what 
Never mind. Is 180 low on the scale? No, I'm talking like they were very incredibly stupid to begin with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, so he brings them up to his level, and yeah. is, they're like toddlers then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he makes everyone in like the, the tri-state area incredibly smart, like genius level intellect, and like dozens of diseases get cured. And like someone figures out an algorithm to solve traffic. Like a bunch of good stuff happens, but also, you know, supervillains are in the city. They get more intelligent. You know, there are thieves, you know, being, you know, doing more intelligent heists. Uh, people on the stock market are like finding new ways to cheat the system. So like there's some good, there's some bad. Um, but, you know, I have issues with how the story like treats like the principle of making yeah. everyone more intelligent. But that's a whole separate thing. Overall, though, I would say the series is very well written. And uh, some yeah. other comics that I've been reading, I'm almost caught up. I'm waiting on some back issues to arrive, but I'm just about caught up with Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty and Captain America, Symbol of Truth. And uh, Sentinel of Liberty follows Steve Rogers, Captain America, and Symbol of Truth follows Sam Wilson's Captain America. They're both operating at the same time. And one thing that I've noticed about the difference between Sam Wilson, Captain America and Steve Rogers, Captain America is besides their dicks, man, besides, like, yeah, wow. besides their dicks. Um, and you see it a little bit in the MCU, but it's especially evident in this run in the comics. But it, it seems to me like Steve Rogers, Captain America stories are all about like the indomitable human will. And like, yeah. you know, not giving up and all that. And Sam Wilson, Captain America stories are just about ignoring international borders. Just doing imperialism. Yeah, yeah. Because there's it's okay when we're doing it. Yeah, there's like someone smuggling vibranium <clears throat> out of Wakanda. And Sam's like, hey, Wakanda, let me do a mission in your borders to stop these people. And Wakanda's like, no, we're, we're trying to maintain our sovereignty and... You know, if issues pop up, we will handle it on our own domestically. Mm -hmm. And it's and Sam's like, these fucking guys just being difficult. They should let me into their borders. And like Dr. Doom is the like the leader of Latveria. And I think in the second Wait, issue, Latveria, Latveria. Yeah. Is that a real place? It's, it's a fictional uh, country okay. in Marvel. It's like an Eastern like European. Latvia and Bavaria. Like yeah. Yeah, if you okay. just mushed them together. So <laughs> I think the second issue, uh, Sam goes to Latveria, busts Deadpool out of prison, and you know he's trying to get to the bottom of this whatever. And Dr. Doom is like, hey, you're actually breaking international law right now, and you're like breaking into shit on my territory. Hey, yeah. quit that. And Sam's like, this fucking guy not letting me operate within his borders. It's like, my, my guy, that's what happens. That's international yeah. relations. Someone was like, hey, see that line? Yeah, that's where I start and you stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I were to blacklist every Marvel series that like I don't like the politics of, um, I would not be reading Marvel comics. So, yeah. you know, take all of this criticism with a grain of salt. It's, st it's still good stories. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I've also been reading The Amazing Spider-Man. I mentioned that. Um, it's a good series kind of more like a soap opera vibe you know following yeah. the life of just uh someone that's bad at existing just a dude yeah yeah there's actually um a limited series going on right now a five issue mini series called spider-man lost hunt 
and it takes place during the 90s. Like, it's within, like, that era of Spider-Man comics. And at this point, this is, like, immediately after the Clone Saga. So Spider-Man has a clone, Ben Riley. Um, ben Riley is operating as Spider-Man in New York, and uh, Peter and Mary Jane move to Oregon. They're, like, they have a kid on the way. And uh, this is sort of, like, a story set within that time period where, uh, like, like someone related to Craven the Hunter is going after Spider-Man. It's sort of an exploration of like Peter's trauma because at this point he's lost his powers and he's yeah. like kind of trying to like live his new life in a new city mm-hmm. with Mary Jane trying to work past like the compounded trauma of being a superhero since the age of 15. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that's good. The only the first issue is out so far, so that's all that I've yeah, read so far, awesome. but it's good. Um, I've actually um, gotten a subscription to a uh, comic book as well, or to a uh, yeah comic book sort of thing um, called Playboy. Yeah. Um, it has very great uh, articles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And okay. Yeah. And I read are, She-Hulk for the story. And the illustrations are are, are um, just very um, uh, <laughs> photorealistic. Ooh, very photorealistic. Yeah. And, they got uh, Alex Ross on these. Very. Um, you know, it arouses my interest, you know. It's very arousing. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> um, also, a new Fantastic Four run JK, has JK. started this week. And um, it's the the first issue isn't about the Fantastic Four necessarily. It's the Thing and his lady. Um, they, like, go to this town that isn't even supposed to be there. But there's a town there. And it turns out they're in a time loop. And they're trying to solve the time loop. And it's a story about, like... It's, it's like about relationships and, and love and all that and moving on. It's a good story. It's like it, it stands on its own as like a self-contained story pretty well. Yeah. So like even if you just wanted to read that one story, like, like, you know, go ahead with that. Like you will be satisfied. Yeah. But yeah. You know, overall, I like comics as a medium. I've enjoyed getting back into it. I have a few print subscriptions. Um like mail subscriptions that I haven't received any of the issues yet. Like they're still like in processing and, and shipping, but the first issue, amazing Spider-Man number 14, I think is supposed to arrive. Well, it's releasing next week. I don't know how quickly it'll arrive in the mail, but I've heard mixed to negative things about Marvel's like print subscriptions. So I will report back. Um, possibly next week with the results of that. And I will, uh, I will say definitively whether or not it's a good service. Cause it's a lot cheaper yeah. like per issue. Like you can pay like $28 for a 12 issue subscription Yeah, and shipping is free. Like there's no like additional tax. So it comes out to like two fifty per issue instead of $4. Yeah. So it's a pretty good value as long as you're getting like what you expect to get. I've heard people yeah. having issues with like the shipping and, you know, comics getting damaged in the mail. Mm-hmm. So I guess your mileage may vary. Probably depends on the area, who's carrying the the mail, you know? Yeah. So I'll get back to you on it. Sounds and, uh, good. Um another oh, another well, I- um my one other recommendation kind of ties in with it. The Iron Man VR game. Oh, Haley's calling. Hold on. This might be important. Caller, you're on the air. 
What? What's up? Wait, can she hear me too? Um, yes. Whoa. Oh, wow, I can. Hi. This is no longer a private conversation. I uh, just got out of class. This group of like, um, like anti-abortion people on the diag and like just such a wacky stuff. What are they saying? Like abortion is murder. This fully grown toddler. This is what a baby looks like at six weeks. (laughs) Yeah. All that shit. And there's like a huge group of students like surrounding them and like yelling at them and stuff. And, um, and as I was walking out of class, this guy like jumped up onto, uh, like one of the, like, like, he what he proclaimed up onto the bench in front of them and in front of all of the students mm-hmm. and loudly proclaimed like was like saying why you should like women choice stuff like that. he like gave this like hold on can you repeat that you're you're, you're breaking up a little bit i jumped in like anti-abortion and like super religious right-wing people that are like trying to you know say all this bad crap jumped up on the bench in front of them and like loudly proclaimed that he was he was a gay man and then uh choice speech and then he was like and now i'm gonna kiss a boy and then this other guy out good for them good for them neat and they and they both like the the church people while they were kissing that's awesome all right cool yeah it was like a and then (laughs) yeah i didn't hear that last sentence but good for them yeah i said it was like a and then everybody clapped moment oh yeah (laughs) because everybody did clap that's awesome yeah that's cool. I 100% support that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Be cool. That's my favorite like genre of being a public nuisance trolling um like religious protesters. That's my right. favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite genre of being a pest. You know, I like poking them where it counts, I love but it. like something that's not like directly related to what they're protesting. Like I yeah. want to go to a Trump rally and hold up a sign that says I can't please my wife. Yeah, you'll, like you'll blend right in. Wife. Or like hold up a sign that I that says I think my daughter's hot. <laughs> you'll blend right in. They might uh, think yeah. you are Trump. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. Anyways, anyway. that's that's all I wanted to share with you. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Thank you, caller. You're welcome. All right. I didn't even know you were taking calls. And our the lines are open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you like in like forty five minutes. Yeah. All right, love you. Bye. Right, love you too. Bye. I love I love you too. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, the there's an Iron Man VR game that released on PlayStation VR a couple of years ago, and yeah. I was really jealous because I didn't have PlayStation VR, but I really wanted to play it. It just got released on Quest Two. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. I like it. That's good. Um, I'm on like chapter five in the story. I don't know how many chapters there are, but, um, 
it's a you know it's like a story based thing but it also has really good gameplay and action basically you you are iron man you know you you get to control the the jets and and stuff and you, you shoot things with lasers it's just fun it's a it's a fun game um it's oculus exclusive unfortunately but it's like $40 it's $40 regularly but oculus re- regularly has like promo codes going on so if you enter code oculus 30 you get 30 percent off brings it down to like 30 bucks yeah yeah it's good it's a good game i strongly recommend it yeah and then anyway gavin i think you watched this whole video i'm probably like halfway through it but knowing better put out a new video yeah um i would say um i mean i guess if you're anyone who is anywhere this is going to be new news to you if you're not directly affected or affiliated. Um, because it just talks about like all the injustices that um, it talks about American. how poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. It, it talks just about the injustices that uh, uh, the native American population um, experience, not just in the United States, per se um but also like continental america um what the indigenous populations um were forced to do and forced where they were forced to go um and also it dives into like all the cover-ups the united states government at the time tried to do to like yeah to be like oh yeah, they just left because they didn't like it here. They just thought it was ucky, and they wanted yeah. us to have this land. They hated right? having fertile farmland. Exactly. They hated living on this generational in this generational area that they've lived in since uh, Christopher Columbus. Since, since before time Christopher in memoriam. Columbus. Right. Um, and yeah, it just dives deep into all the talking points that were said and like. <laughs> who lied when they lied yeah um yeah so the video and, is titled they were just in the way indian removal um yeah from knowing better one thing that i really like about knowing better as a creator as like a person making content online he's like he's a former teacher and i i and believe a former army oh i didn't know that but i believe yeah. the way that he started making videos is like he wanted to talk about certain things in class but there were just reasons that he wasn't able to. And so like to kind of continue, you know, his job as a teacher, you know, spreading, you know, teaching information. He started making these like, like deep dive videos talking about mm-hmm. historical, uh, you know, topics. Yeah. And I think this video, let me see. It's like, I want to say like two and a half hours. Yeah. I'm, I'm 43 minutes in and it's two hours and 26 minutes. It's like as long as Titanic, guys. Yeah. Um, so uh, one thing I, I just like about his channel in general, beyond the fact that like knowing better doesn't talk down to the audience. Yeah, he's he seems like a, like 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 it feels really down to like earth. you're in class with a really good teacher. Right, and he's not like he's object being objective and and also objective with like how this how certain things are just bad right well Um, yeah that's that's where i draw the distinction between objectivity and neutrality right 
Yeah. yeah. Where like some um, people would be like, yeah, you know, I want to be objective. So, you know, some people say slavery is bad. Some people say it's good. Hey, who am I to judge? Where right. he would th- be objective about the facts, but still have enough, like, I guess, have the decency to give his perspective that, like, yeah, this stuff is bad. Like, it's like, bad that yeah. this was done. Um, And also, I like how he kind of decrypts a lot of what we've been taught in school. Yeah. Uh, he mentions in the video one, and I'm sorry if you haven't gotten here yet, but you'll get to it. Yeah, no spoilers, um, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he talks about one order that a general made. Um, so it was during the Civil War, and they had said to the Native American tribe in the area, um, you have permission to approach our our area. You're fine to do whatever religious thing you need to do because you're not like a part of this war. Um, and they're like, cool. So what about the people on the other side? And the general said, I'll let them know that you're not a threat and that you're not on our side. You're just here. And you are a neutral party. Yeah. Well, he never did that. And the tribe went over there and the, I'm not sure if it was like the Confederate general, I'm kind of hazy on the details, but the general ordered them to open fire on the native Americans. And the way they kind of, the way the United States government kind of covered it up was by saying that, Oh, it was just like, it was just an unfortunate accident, miscommunication, um, despite the fact that they had been effectively communicating for at that point over like 200 years. Yeah. Um, and despite the fact that the American colonies and then the United States government, um, was actively undermining treaties that they had made with the native Americans and were actively brutalizing and victimizing people who were yeah. native. Yeah. At um, that point, the, the word of the U S government meant nothing. Yeah. Well, and also, this is why I like the name Knowing Better, because there are stories from that particular incident from the people who were ordered to open fire. And to us, in our current mindset, we would have been like, okay, I mean, they were given orders. They didn't know better. Well, no, actually, some of them refused orders, Uh, like two thirds of them refused to open fire. You know why? Because they knew better. Yeah, that's these based. people weren't refusing orders when the orders are unjust is based, right? And that's why, like, I think knowing better does a really great job of showing that um, injustice. Uh, uh, the idea that the past people didn't know better, um, yeah, is us over expanding our knowledge on what we think that they thought. Yeah, I don't know if it was in a knowing better video. I think you did one on Columbus, right? uh yeah 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 it was more in defense of columbus actually yeah um it was more talking about like when he was talking about like people like raping people he was talking about it in the light of like this is not good yeah we need more people here to maintain order because i can't control this right well the thing that i wanted to bring up i don't know if it was in a knowing better video but someone i saw in some video whether it was his or not that like the way that people talk about Columbus, for example, they talk as if the history of humanity can be broken down in the same way as like the history of a person's life as yeah. well. Like the way that they phrase it is like, oh, we didn't know better. We were a younger people. Yeah. Like we were in our adolescence as a society when like, no, no, this was a fully grown man. 
who yeah. knew that rape was wrong and that it was wrong to right. like cut people's hands off if they don't bring you gold. Right. Let's put it this way. In the society of Spain, if they would have been thrown in jail for doing that, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, like, right. exactly. Even for the time, Columbus was seen as brutal. Right. So you can't excuse um, his actions by saying like, oh, we just didn't know better. Right. And um, that's I mean, that, and that's the thing I like about knowing better is that, yeah, it shows that um, just because it was largely accepted doesn't mean that there weren't people who knew better. Exactly. Yeah. And right. I, I think I've said this before. But our, uh, you know, to switch gears a little bit, our conception of hell as we know it came from Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno. And Knowing Better has a video on the history of hell, which I, that's one of my favorite videos of his. Mm-hmm. But he, oh, he and covers... then if you go to Wendigoon, Wendigoon also does a whole synopsis of Dante's Inferno. If you watch those two videos back to back, I think it'd be a really awesome experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did one titled American Exceptionalism, but as a religion, that's about Mormons. Uh, it's yeah. about an hour long, goes into the history of Mormonism. Um, yeah. It's just really interesting stuff. He does a, a variety of of things, and he's been going for a few years now. A few years now, yeah. Um, I also like to see like how his original videos, he seemed very timid yeah. to talk to in the video. Um and I like how now he's getting more confident with it. Um, yeah, you see that with a lot of his narratives. I think that's really awesome to see. Um, yeah, because now he knows yeah. better. Because now he knows better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. The best way to get something done, if you, if you hold near and dear to you, that you... That you... Uh, anyway. anyway. All right. So I think that's the show then. I think that's the show. Yeah. Cool. About four hours of recording I, later i'd say we're pushing like five hours now well the session file is up to four hours now i i don't know nice. how much i'm gonna have to trim maybe i'll just put out an exceptionally long episode who knows who right. knows anyway so i think that's the show then i would say so i'd say so thank you for listening to another episode of what to be to say if you like it then like much. it if like you subscribe, then subscribe. I don't care. Do it or not. Like, okay, we have enough going on that we like. We don't have the resources to deal with whether or not you like and subscribe. And we also don't have a PR team to tell us what we should do to we are make you guys like us. Just like Elon Musk. We are winging this shit, and we're enjoying it. We're talking fun. about Elon Musk feels like a lifetime ago. Like that part yeah, of this does. episode. It was actually yesterday, there, man. Yeah. Shit's wild. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Share the show with a friend. Tweet our episodes. Tweet our clips. Our clips channel is in the description. Follow me on social media. Subscribe to my YouTube. Subscribe to my second YouTube. But don't follow Gavin anywhere. Don't. Stop don't it. Don't do it. It may be tempting. Stop it. But I promise you, it'll cause nothing but heartache. Yeah. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Anyway, have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. Our official business hours. Subscribe on Patreon. Dollar a month gets you early access to episodes. Uh, as soon as we finish them, as soon as I get them out, put them up on Patreon. They go up yeah. on the, the oncoming Friday. Any Patreon money we get goes directly to um, alcohol, alcohol, drugs, um, and alcohol, and, and comic alcohol. books for me. 
Yeah. Um, for me, it's just like penis enlarging pills and yeah. um, ivermectin, which is, uh, um, you know, anyway. Yeah. I don't do it as anyway. a COVID treatment. It just, just feels good. Just really hate viruses, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to I put them into my disk drive on my computer. Yeah. I just, just get I all love, the viruses out. I, well, I figure horses got to be doing something right. You know, they like to eat carrots. They like to eat apples. And, We're getting derailed, Alex. And they take ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good night, everyone. Good night and good luck. George Bush doesn't care about black people. I just got to remind them. Yeah, I mean, that's something worth reminding. Yeah. Dude, you look like you're jacking off. Oh, yeah. I'm just kind of shaking my hand. Oh. Shaking my own hand. I agreed with what I said there, so I'm like... Yeah. You, you know, you didn't have to say that. Now people are just <laughs> imagine that you're, like, literally viewing my penis as Gavin, I'm actively put, jerking off to completion. Gavin, you can put your penis away now. We're done with the show. Goddamn. You can't only see from my belly button up. This is going on not Patreon, not OnlyFans. I'm not naked. I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> I keep on... <laughs> I keep I'm on winning the pooing all. it. <laughs> I'm Donald all Ducking. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are all domestic terrorists. In some views, maybe. <laughs>